0: Hello, my fellow Brapentonians, and welcome to Brap Talk. This is a weekly podcast where we discuss the happenings of the motorcycle industry. I am your host, Jensen Beeler of Asphalt and Rubber, and joining me on this two-wheeled adventure, my forever Valentine, Mr. Shaheen Alvandin! Ah,
1: Shaheen. <laughs> this is uh this might be the most unique recording ever. And not because of context, not because of what we're gonna talk about, not because of what's going on in your world the last I don't know, four or five days. Eight days. Eight days, goodness gracious, time's a flying. There's no power in your house.
0: No power. Um I have survived like two snowstorms, an ice storm, and it just it just culminated over Portland and, and my neighborhood in particular. And, uh, yeah, I've been without power for about like, I don't know, 24 hours, 30 hours, something like that. It's been Here's a while. character.
1: It just reminds me of the old country, man. We used oh. to not have power all the time. We <laughs> You're little, like, this is what I call a Monday. This is, uh, this was just Monday, man. This was a normal <laughs> day. No power in the house. That means fire. It's nice. We've got, uh, candlelight. Yeah. Uh, the fireplace is on. Fireplace is going. Thank goodness for natural gas. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I don't mean the kind that I got. Uh, amazingly we got enough. Mountain Dew. Yeah. we got Mountain Dew. They're, they're still kind of cold. Yeah. Your, your your fridge is uh, doing a good job doing okay. of maintaining. Yeah.
0: Um, oddly enough, our equipment runs on batteries. I mean,
1: like turns out if you want to record, you can record almost anywhere.
0: I call this commitment. This we is said, com- this is commitment. Weekly podcast? Goddamn right. No problem. Mm-hmm. Got you done. Like Portland as a city has been shut down for the yep. last 3
1: days cuz I drove a,
0: I drove my truck across treacherous
1: Wet roads. They're not actually icy anymore. (laughs) They're just wet now. Yeah,
0: but I mean, what was that, 24, 48 hours ago?
1: 48 hours ago, it was like three inches of ice. Side streets are pretty gnarly still, but yeah, the main roads are all right. There's a lot of people in Priuses and Subarus on I-5 with their hazards on still, even though it's 45 degrees outside and not frozen any longer
0: people back East would come here and lose their freaking minds because it's not like it's a lot of snow. It's not like it should really be shutting us down, but we're so unaccustomed to it and we're so ill prepared for it that it only takes a little snow. And a little rain, well, and everything goes to hell in a handbasket.
1: You would think we'd be prepared for it as far north as we are, but we really don't. We're fairly temperate here, and so yeah. sub-freezing happens on such a rare occasion. I mean, you put it perfectly earlier. It snows like 0.8 times a year. Yeah, It's just not that common of an occurrence. It's just that when it happens, even if it's 2 inches or... It doesn't matter. We treat it the same way, whether it's one inch or twelve inches of snow. It just shuts the whole city down because we're not prepared for it.
0: I appreciate it that you treat it the same, whether it's one inch or twelve inches. That's
1: right. It, you know, it's not the size of the, it's not the depth of the <laughs> it's snow. It's how you drive
0: in <laughs> it. Not the size of the snow snowplow, f- but the uh, angle you hit with the there's angle there's of your here. approach. There is the something full here. Send
1: in your Toyota Tacoma. I, I did appreciate your full send into the neighborhood today. <laughs> I love sideways four runner well. coming in hot and ready. <laughs>
0: I love driving in the snow so much. I wait for this year, this day of the year. Uh, just 364 days just waiting.
1: This is ready to go. Finally put those all-terrain tires to use. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, so what have you been up to? Yeah. So Shaheen, <laughs> I have only three things I want to talk to you about, okay. but it's going to take us like two hours. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a – I've got the Mountain Dew. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> Buckle I'm, up. Here we go. Um, yeah, what have I been up to? Uh, it's been crazy. Uh, I did a – I drove like 2,500 miles down to – Southern California and back. Right. I got to ride the Honda Rebel 1100 Ooh. Uh, I got to ride the ducati multistrada V4S. We're just kind of barely going to touch on that one. And then I spent uh four glorious days in Santa Barbara where it was 70 degrees and Ugh. I rode bicycles around in a burrito. So it was beautiful. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was good. Wait, bicycles. Yeah, it was super sunny. I brought my I brought my bicycle down. And, oh. And my bicycle. I thought you were really
1: like testing a bicycle. no wait, wait my, a minute. When did asphalt and rubber go to Human power. BC Coletta,
0: I Bisicletta. gotta get the the guy get the race shape on. That's right.
1: yeah. I appreciate your commitment. Yeah, you didn't take your uh, living room plan. bicycle. You
0: took your actual bicycle. bicycle. Yeah, I'm on the plan. <laughs> I'm on the plan. Um, it was a lot of driving. It was a lot of it was a lot of oof, it was a lot. It was a lot of hoof. You're right. But we got a lot to talk about. Um, sure enough. So before we get to the bikes that I rode, I want to talk to you about a bike that's near and dear to our hearts. Well, maybe. Which one? It might be dead to us at this point. I don't know. I got I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. I'm actually oh really curious to see what your initial reaction is. To my feelings? To the brand new Suzuki Hayabusa. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Really? You're not mad? <laughs> I'm just I'm disappointed.
1: I'm, I am mad. I'm, I'm fucking still on that pissed. stage, man. I mean, they, they they had such an opportunity to build a really cool, badass, rad motorcycle. Throw a supercharger, a turbocharger, a hybrid something on there, but nah. They just kind of massaged it a little bit and it's the next iteration of the last one. It uh, I mean, let me say this. I've always loved Hayabusas. Mm-hmm. I will probably continue to love Hayabusa's. Mm-hmm. I just and that's why I'm mad. It's not it's like it's a motorcycle I'm gonna put in the stable at some point because believe it or not, hashtag T Man, big fan of that bike. New Jersey. You
0: can take the girl out of New Jersey, you just can't take New Jersey out of the girl. <laughs> the girl from Jersey who lived in Florida, like that is <laughs> the perfect overlap of Hayabusa, right there. And wants a
1: extended swing arm, 360 mil rear tire, slammed to the ground, preferably with some kind of a nitrous oxide purging system, so you can kind of on the side of the road,
0: Uh, uh you know. I, I have one question for you. Probably about all this. chrome. One question. Okay. Who are you going to have do the barbed wire tattoo that has to go around her arm in order for her to legitimately own this, this I mean, we this have this a couple motorcycle. of friends that are tattoo artists, yeah. and I'm
1: sure they would probably <laughs> have to be swayed a little bit, but I'm sure we could.
0: That's, you got it? Oh, my gosh. I just I can't.
1: Just, uh, I just you know, can't. And, and I really feel like <sighs> here's the thing. The Hayabusa I want is the one with lighter wheels and four-into-one exhaust, like race-ready, track-day-ready. Because I feel like I'm a big boy. I'd be on this thing and have a good time at PIR on it. I think I'd be a hilarious bike on PIR. That's what I want.
0: Oh, that'd be a great bike at PIR. Yeah.
1: And wants like the drag racing, long swing arm, just the lowered, bonkers. Flames. Yeah. You know, one that probably matches her donk rider Chevy El Camino. I don't know. <laughs> that she doesn't have yet.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I I I think it looks really good. They did a really it, good job with it the design. does look really good. It's super handsome. Did you notice how the tail end looks like a samurai with his he- like samurai helmet on? I did. It's a, they, I'm a, they, they've I'm a done detail some guy. Really, really cool details on the bike. I do wish the rear tire didn't sit so far in. If you look at the sketches versus the actual motorcycle, there is a an overhang mm. over the rear wheel, which I'm sure is done for reasons. But um, you know, above and beyond the way the rear tire and the rear end look, what I really wished for was for a fucking turbocharger. Or a supercharger. Or just a new bike. Something. Some wings. Uh, maybe some,
0: some some kind of... Oh, it'd be cool if it
1: had like some kind of active aero on it. So many
0: options. So many... Uh, you know... So many chances to do something new and cool and extreme. And it just kind of... And the price went up. <laughs> the price. Okay, so I have two issues with this bike. Okay. One is the price. Because you, you're absolutely right. You're sitting there it's like, this is basically... The current generation Hayabusa, right. right. with new fairings. I don't want to get like too shitty. Like they've they've made some some subtle changes. They made some changes. There's there's five hundred and fifty new parts or whatever it was. <laughs> but you're like, eh, it's pretty much the same engine. It's the same chassis. You put some electronics on it, you change the fairings. Right. And, like, IMU. and then like you're like, okay, okay, okay. That's I, I don't like it that you did that, but okay. But then you jack the price up thirty eight hundred dollars. Like that's a significant amount. Are you kidding me? That's a that's a that's
1: a goddamn grom.
0: It's eighteen <laughs> thousand six hundred dollars, Shaheen. There's could so have bought many an other old bikes. Old Hayabusa have...
1: and a grom, and had twice the fun.
0: You could you could buy so many bikes for that kind of money that like I would rather own than this new not new Hayabusa. How much
1: does a barely used H two go for?
0: I have no idea. use market prices.
1: I need to look that up. If it that's costs as much world. as I have new Hayabusa, I'm going to be really pissed.
0: I mean it would be around there cuz uh, an H2 is like 25 grand or so. Um I think that's when they what came I wanted. out they were I, I really really
1: just wanted Suzuki to be like, "Hey Kawasaki, hold my sake and watch this."
0: Okay, so that's the other part that drives me to bonkers. You you they they put out a video. I don't they should not have done this. Like marketing wise, this right. is a bad idea. They put out a video that has like the engineers talking about how oh, we looked at, you know, a turbocharger and we looked at a supercharger and we looked at increasing the displacement and uh, we just decided to do none of those things. Didn't do any of that. It turns out that Hayabusa owners like the Hayabusa just the way it is. And you're like, I would really like to see one. I'd really like to see that market research in two. And it's like, Wouldn't you like to expand your sales outside of the like 800 or so people a year that buy Uh, Hayabusa? This is akin to Ducati being like,
1: we didn't change any of our bikes because, you know, our old time riders like the trellis uh, frame and the open clutch.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You're just like, oh man, you guys had such an opportunity. And like, you talk about it. You're like, oh, we could have done this and we decided not to. Like, why'd you decide not to? Because we're
1: Suzuki and we don't think we're going to be around any more than the next 10 years. It's a bummer. This could have been a really cool bike. It could
0: have been so much cooler.
1: I'm sure there's a reason behind that. I, I, I think it's money. I mean, yeah, that's really the only reason. Behind I it. think they
0: looked at that and they're just like, "Hey, how can we, how can we make the most money off this motorcycle? Well, let's sell them the old bike. We'll just make new fairings. Fairings are cheap to make. Yeah, we'll put about five hundred dollars electronics on it. We've pretty much amortized all of the factory equipment to make this thing. I mean, they had well, me in mind when they did the black one with the gold on it. I, I bet, I bet." M- oem margin wise i bet what they make what suzuki motor japan makes per bike on this is significantly higher than it was before i think that's why this bike exists the way it is absolutely
1: is this going to be their savior is this going to be the bike that you know allows them to build cool bikes oh
0: my god no this bike this bike is like uh the kid at the end of um the story of king arthur and he's running around telling the story about camelot right this is like that kid. Like, this is the bike that's going to run around and tell everyone that Suzuki is dead. This is it. Just it's like Suzuki's hey. dead. Long live Suzuki. Yeah, we had this awesome opportunity to to build this awesome bike, and it would have blown your mind, and it would have been so cool. And we even thought about doing that. We thought about blowing your minds, and then we decided not to. So we're just gonna like slowly fade into nothingness. So it's
1: funny, you know, it came out. What was it last Friday?
0: And. You're asking me like what day it came out. Like, yeah, I don't, the last I don't week is the blur shame. <laughs> what happened last week? Uh, I just remember
1: it came out and I was glued to came out my like, monitor. Like, it was yeah. like ten days ago. I, I got on my asphalt and rubber pro account. Hey oh. And I read the article and I audibly sighed.
0: Just ah, god damn it. You wanna know so here's a little insight, a little, a little inside baseball. So Suzuki didn't give us any of the information about this bike until about two hours before it was being unveiled. Uh, maybe no, a little bit more than that. I should, I'll i take that back. That's like, Were you
1: sitting there waiting like, oh, please was, please be was, something cool.
0: Yeah, it was like eight hours. And I got it and it took me over to download the thing because I'm traveling and I'm on my phone using the hotspot. And I get it and I had to like sign an NDA with like my thumb on my phone because that's how we do things <laughs> that's now. That's what's up. And I get the package and I'm like, I'm reading through it and reading through it and I just got to this point where I'm like, it's the same bike. It's,
1: I mean, it's I literally just, just went, it's, it's not a, it's just the next iteration of the last bike. They didn't do anything to make you go,
0: whoa, brand and the, new Hayabusa, Yeah. And, and kind of, to be fair, to be fair, the, the, the last bike was really just an iteration of the first bike. You know, they're calling this the third generation, but they're really, I, I would love to know how many parts are interchangeable because I bet it's a ton. You know, it's not like it's not like we're talking, you know, CBR929 versus CBR1000RR-RRW59000 where they share <laughs> absolutely zero parts. They don't even probably have the same tire size. Do you think dude, uh, I bet you that's very much
1: the same, but I I I really wonder what parts change, what major parts really really
0: change. I mean, brand new plastics. Oh, there's some engine internals that are different, but it's like you know, the piston is 21 percent nickel instead of 22 percent or, or whatever Ooh. it is you know it's really minute changes whenever the manufacturers have to tell you like we changed over three thousand parts right like, yeah okay like you sh- that that bolt that had 10 threads now has nine that's a part that you counted and, there's yeah, and that's of those. where you lose
1: that's where you lose excitement that's where you lose the potential new buyer because they're like oh that's there's nothing exciting it's just a bunch of nerds nerding out on on specs on a motorcycle there's nothing cool like yeah. when the first hayabusa came out we all freaked the fuck out that was a cool bike that was a cool bike and i was sort of hoping for this revelation and frankly i think kawasaki still holds that title for the last super cool weird hyper bike
0: yeah i think that that seals it for me like there there is only one hyper bike on the market now and it's kawasaki's the one. h2
1: and the h2r i mean i guess the bimota is gonna be pretty cool
0: but <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, the Bimota, that thing's gonna be cool, but, but, it's, basically but it's basically a Kawasaki, Kawasaki too. It's right. still Kawasaki doing cool shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kawasaki is the only Japanese brand that's really willing to like let it hang out. It's bothering
1: me because I want a Hayabusa in the garage. I really do so badly. But I am probably if if I was gonna spend money tomorrow on one of those bikes, that Kawasaki would be in the garage. That's what I would do without second thought.
0: That's what I would do. That'd be so cool. It's still it's it's way more cooler in my mind. Way way cooler. And if you're buying it, like if you like the H two. You're buying an if you're going to spend twenty five on an H two, or sorry, if you're going to spend eighteen six right on a Hayabusa, are you really that far away from spending twenty five on an H two?
1: I mean, in reality, yeah, I deal with sales every day, and people that that kind of shit really bothers some people. I get it; it's yeah. real money. It's it's your hard earned money. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna downplay it that much. But if I'm gonna be in this daydream mode where I want to buy a cool hyperbike, yeah, and I'm at that level, and I can come to peace with twenty five thousand dollars, because frankly you know, what I work with every day, V4S costs more than that. Yeah. And I love the V4S, but for just sheer stupidity, coolness, that H2 makes me tingle. It's such a fucking cool bike.
0: And it's got so much potential too. So much. You know, you know, you can go take that to a tuning shop and it's going to make almost 300 horsepower.
1: Because that's what you need is a 300 horsepower. I mean,
0: I'm not being facetious. You really do need that. That's why I want it. I do too. Because it's so ridiculous. Do you, do you want to go half season one? I mean, I feel like that's just how bad things happen. But probably, sure. <laughs> let me take care of this roof leak I got going on. <laughs> Fine, let's adult first, and then H2 I got a little next. adulting I got to do. Someone didn't install the flashing correctly. Um,
1: so, <sighs> Ice will let you know what's wrong with your house.
0: <laughs> you know what, though, this house has gone through so many snowstorms and so many rainstorms for me to get a roof leak. Now I'm just like, really? Yeah, your money's worth. What happened while I was gone? Who did what? Coda. Coda. What did you do? Coda was pissed off that you weren't here. You know what? What? You know who looked after Coda while I was gone? Who? Arch rival Alex Taylor.
1: Oh, Alex was doing it.
0: I bet. Man, I'd be careful
1: walking around here. There's probably a hole in one of these floors you don't know about. You're going to go right through this thing.
0: I I, 100%, there's like a a video camera in my bathroom now. But, you know.
1: By the way, we're over here in candlelight in the darkness (laughs) working coda over there in front of the fireplace
0: i can't even see her but yeah
1: fucking living her best life (laughs) she's got her best life
0: (laughs) oh my goodness she was good she was good she gave a a alex a good report card when i got did
1: she really yeah Yeah, he did a good job alex is just a gentle soul i can't imagine anything or anyone disliking alex
0: so so here's the thing right like originally hannah was supposed to take care of coda and then hannah went on some crazy adventure of her own which is she's been like covering some ground whole another thing oh yeah and I got like the dates wrong so I thought Alex was just gonna babysit Cody for like a couple days and he he did too and then like we started doing the math like oh yeah no Hannah's actually getting back after I get home right so he's not really a cat guy <laughs> and I'm just like hey man like you know hey like uh, I'll just uh, leave some beer in the fridge right just leave <laughs> some beer in the fridge it'll be, it'll be cool <laughs> I expected to come home not only see all the beer bottles drained but like my food and my my fridge and my freezer and my pantry rated, Like that would have been fair play. Like none of that happened. Have a picnic. The guy had like three beers. Shane, he was here for a week. I'm Dude, like, if that was me, your shit would be empty. I know. You'd come home to an empty
1: house. Like, hey man, I left you some ketchup packets.
0: Now I gotta buy him dinner or something.
1: You should. Yeah. We All do right, need to fatten I, him I up feel before super, race season oh, happens. I really fatten them up.
0: Yeah. We're gonna get. Oh, We'll take him to sandwiches.
1: Let's triple cheeseburger, mm. triple bacon cheeseburger.
0: Milo, the Milo?
1: Milo, that yeah. scary guy. Oh my gosh. You know, it's the murder in his eyes that makes the burgers taste so good. <laughs> What's the <laughs> secret sauce? Secret sauce. Uh
0: Hayabusa. <laughs> Before we get let's get out of that rabbit hole. All right. Hayabusa. All right. Um I, I'm trying to think of something positive to say. More like bummer boosa. Bummer boosa.
1: It's, it's a beautiful bike. I'm sure it works it is really, really well. Really I am sure pretty. it's a seamless, beautiful lexus of a motorcycle
0: but that's not what i want it's the price increase at the end of the day all the disappointment all the like suzuki's gonna die all the the things that like the hate that i have mm-hmm. all that doesn't really matter but the fact that the price increase, damn is your four so grand, grand more much yeah i am using cheap, apparently the no they are though
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, your phone not has tested. an
0: imu in it you know like shitty little lego helicopters have imus in them
1: Okay, in all
0: fairness, what other
1: motorcycle can you buy in that category for that price?
0: What category are we calling that?
1: I don't know. Grand touring, Bike? A grand touring because, hyperbike, I guess. It, yeah,
0: originally it came out, it was a sport tour. Right. That's what it was kind of billed as. And that's like kind of what sport touring meant back then. Yeah, I've always called it a GT. It, yeah, and, and some people use it for that. Like it was a sporty way to be a kind lot of, of comfortable. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was it became a hyperbike after it was first a sport tour, I guess is the best way to describe it. So like, yeah, the hyperbike category, I mean like, yeah, everything's cost like three, four times what that is. But, but Shaheen, the, the damn thing, it lost like three horsepower. I don't have my, I don't have my notes in front of me, so I'm, I'm spitballing this. It, 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 it like lost four pounds and it lost like three horsepower. Like, like there is no performance increase. That's one of the things that really gets me where it's like, this is literally the old bike with $3,800 more and it's got some traction control on it.
1: I mean, traction control, some LED headlights, a redesigned, much better looking tail. <sighs> I guess the dash looks good. Does it have quick the shift? The dash looks great. Quick I love Quick for up dash. and down shifting? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay, so it's got that going for it. The I dash mean, does I, look really I, good. I guess in today's market, in today's dollar amount for motorcycles, it's it's fine, but it I agree with you there is not four thousand dollars worth of extra on this motorcycle you're not there's no electronic suspension there's there's nothing extra right
0: that's one of those things you put electronic suspension on this oh that that would have made a little bit more sense and then you start justifying the price to right but it doesn't even have that like if you go back to that sport touring route electronic suspension makes a ton of sense and that helps kind of separate it from the jixter 1000 that this costs just as much Mm -hmm. as a jixter One Thousand. Yeah,
1: I like it still, but I'm super bummed about what it is. It, it could have been a lot more, and I'm sure the you know designers and Suzuki probably thought the same thing, but someone somewhere said, no, 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 we're not going to spend any more money on this thing and developing a new motor, and we're going to try and optimize our income as much as we can because, I mean, let's face it, you don't see that many Suzuki's on the road anymore. There's still a lot of diehard riders, but there are not that many.
0: Name and, one Suzuki motorcycle you get excited about. 2000,
1: 2006 GSXR 1000. No, no, but like like I, in, in their current catalog, none. none. That's none the thing, them. right? Like, I, I think, mean, I, I guess I will say like the the V-Strom 11, whatever it is, 1050 or whatever it is. That's a great bike for its price. Yeah, that's a phenomenal. That's fair. value for what you're getting.
0: That's fair. And so is the Gixxer 1000. Right, you know. but that's not uh, at the core of it.
1: Motorcycling is not about that. It's about like the excitement and you know you going, holy shit, that's so cool. Like you always love to say, is that a bike you're going to turn and get off of and be excited to get back on again? Yeah. Right? And I get it that not everyone is on the same wavelength as us and some people are more budget conscious and they're buying things to fit that specific segment, which is why the Vstrom 1050 is such a great bang for the buck, but that's not where this Hayabusa sits. And it- it'll, it'll probably still have its diehard buyers. I don't doubt that one bit, but- I really, I truly honestly believe that they, they could have done something really, really epic and they just simply didn't.
0: I don't think I can do this on my phone. (laughs) We just got cell service like a minute ago. (laughs) Um, I don't think I can pull up, uh, the pricing, but for the cost of that VSTROM, um, here, here, I guess my issue is for the cost of that VSTROM. There's still other bikes you would buy, correct? You would probably still buy a Yamaha Tenere 700 or a KTM 890 Adventure.
1: No, I think the V-Strom's heavier and bigger. It's more of a touring slash adventure yeah. bike.
0: But I'm just saying, like, like it. The value is there. I agree with you in the sense that, like, they're they do have some really good value bikes in the lineup. JX 1000, great value for a super bike. Right. But I'm probably going to buy a different super bike, anyways v-strom great value for kind of an adventure tour heavy on the tour light on the adventure Mm -hmm. but i'm probably gonna buy something else anyways and i think the problem that suzuki has is while they're making bikes that make a very good value proposition to the buyer they're not making bikes that excite the buyer and and if i can kind of tease like the next thing i want to talk about i think honda does that does that really well right you know, you look at the Grom, Grom, really affordable motorcycle. They sell a boat ton of them because they're fun and they're approachable. I just rode the, the rebel 1100 extremely affordable cruiser. That isn't really like a cruiser and it's a good bike. Like I enjoyed riding it. I had a good time on it. I'm not the demographic for it, but if you said, hey, gents, I'm going to go buy one of these today, I'd be like, yeah, you're going to have a really good time. You're going to like that bike. Like, amazing bang for the buck. A bang for the buck and enjoyable and exciting. Right. You know, it brings something into like a DCT gearbox on a cruiser. How weird. That's exciting on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Whereas like just being like, hey, yeah, like we're a good deal. It's like the two for one. It's, it's like the fucking value menu at McDonald's. It sucks. Do you feel like Suzuki
1: is sort of resting all their laurels of the past? Yeah. you know,
0: It's like cardboard in your mouth, but you're paying a good price for it, so I'm supposed to be happy about it?
1: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we said this before in previous recordings that we don't think Suzuki is going to be around in the long run because I, I think I'd asked you several months ago, 10 years from now, do you, see, do you see Suzuki around?
0: And you were like, Nah, I don't think so. Not in the Western markets. Right. Just to put that asterisk there. I, I don't think... They're long for the U.S. and European markets for for much longer. I think Southeast Asia, India, yeah, they're gonna be there forever. That's where their sales are. Well,
1: Hayabusa, I still love you. You broke my heart a little. Uh, I think, I think the diehard Hayabusa lovers will still love it no matter what. But I bet they were <laughs> sort of hoping for something a little extra.
0: But okay, just uh. I, what you said is pretty much exactly what Suzuki's line is about this bike the diehard Hayabusa lovers will still will love this bike no matter oh, what you're like, sell like 20 of them then <laughs> you're like yeah but like the kind of person that buys a Hayabusa today is the kind of person that like doesn't care about anything new or shiny right which I guess is okay like more power to you but it's like that's a weird demographic to chase oh we like the guys that just don't want us to change anything at all Okay, Harley Davidson. I was going to say that's cool Harley. How's that working out yeah, for you? Yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh the story I wasn't going to talk about today was Harley Davidson sales continuing to plummet, you know, across the world. Um you know, like it's kind of scary times for that brand and and a brand that was unwilling to change and to develop bikes that were outside of what their, you know, quote-unquote core core demographic was. Right. I kind of see Suzuki making the same mistake.
1: I wonder I wonder if Suzuki at some point will sort of change again. Because in the early 2000s, Suzuki was the powerhouse, right? They, they the, had yeah. the fastest bikes, the yeah. coolest bikes on the market. So I'm, there is a part of me that kind of hopes before it's too late, they do something like this again. And I really was hoping that, uh, to be honest with you, that when the last iteration of the Jixxer 1000 came out, I was hoping for that again. And it was like, it almost felt like Suzuki said, listen... The leader bike segment is at its epitome, and we don't know how to make it any better. So we're just going to redraw it a little bit and then put it in the market and price it nicely so that you will buy one, hopefully, when it's, when it's time to select this between a, you know, a ZX-10R or a CBR-1000RRR or a R1. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, okay, I guess maybe that's their excuse, but it, it, but... It's funny, I'm running out of words about it because I'm so frustrated because to me it, it literally feels like a company that's kinda of going, eh, this is it, this is as good as it gets, and we're we're just gonna keep making dependable bikes that are pretty exciting. But you know, we know there's other markets out there, and we're hoping that our diehard fanatics will keep on buying the bikes and keep on buying the hats with the GSXR logo on there and uh, best of luck.
0: This is this is exactly what it feels like when you're like high school crush stops paying attention to you and starts like flirting with someone else. (laughs) You know, you're the left, we're the left behind market where we were like, Oh, Hey, you were hot and cool in the two thousands, but Hey, it's 2021 now. And, uh, that, that market over there was way hotter than you. So I'll (laughs) see you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. (laughs) That's what it is. That's what it is. It sucks. We got dumped. Shaheen. We did. We got dumped. We did. I'll still have those memories. <laughs> <laughs> Team Anne <well.
1: laughs> Oh, my gosh. She'll get her a busa. You'll see.
0: Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for the day.
1: Actually, no. Let me rephrase that. I'll get a busa and do it the way Ann wants it, just so she can say
0: she has a busa. I will. I, she can skip the barbed wire tattoo Okay. if she gets a black widow, like going down like the spider web, like nice. spider webs on her elbows, something... <sighs> Or any sort of tribal tattoo.
1: But like on a weird spot.
0: Yeah, like an ankle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, Honda Rebel 1100. I
1: I, I love how much you like this bike.
0: It's weird. It's not
1: your motorcycle style at all, but...
0: I mean, that's that's like the thing that really, I, I really painted myself into a, into a corner when I, with these reviews, because like the last section is always titled, yeah, but would you buy it? <laughs> and I keep going to these press launches for bikes. And I was like, I'm never going to buy this bike. This could be the best bike of all the bikes. And I'm not going to buy it because I have no desire to put a cruiser of any shape or color in my garage on a permanent basis. Right. I just don't. It's just not my jam. Not what I'm into. I'm not into hang That's gliding. Thing. I'm just not going to do it. Right. Seems like a bad idea. You're basically <laughs> flying a napkin with like a couple pieces of string and some tinfoil. Good luck to you. Um, is just full, full flat out of my yoga mat there. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, it's tough, but I like that bike. I like this that bike's bike. bike's a lot going for it. I like that bike. On so many levels. I think you're right. It has so much going on that so much going for it. The price point I think is killer.
1: It's insane. They're starting at like 9300 yeah. bucks for an 1100 cc cruiser. Yeah. How much is that beamer downstairs?
0: Uh like 18, 19. It's like basically 20.
1: Twi- so twice, let's just say twice the dollar amount. Yes. I, you're not I don't think you're getting twice the motorcycle. I get that you're getting a BMW. I get that you're getting a German luxury vehicle. I totally understand the difference there. But if we we're going to do Pound for pound value, you're getting a, a this Honda, a bike that's potentially more powerful,
0: uh, more horsepower, less torque.
1: Okay, no, no replacement for displacement, bro. Uh, but like, you get cool things like DCT on there, and it's it's it just to me, it's an awesome bike. I think there's a lot going on with it.
0: Really super short seat height, super short, twenty seven point five inches off Jeez, the top of my dude, head. That's nothing. Yeah. Um. So, for those who don't know, the, the, the quick primer on the Rebel 1100, Africa Twin Motor, more or less. Uh, it, it, they've, they've made some changes. It makes a little bit less horsepower. They've kind of mucked around with... I bet it sounds really good with an exhaust. I bet it does, too. Um, it's that same Rebel look. So, so, what happened is Honda built the Rebel 300 and the Rebel 500... I want to say in 2017, mm-hmm. a few years ago. And like the purpose of that bike was how do we get millennials? How do we get younger riders into motorcycling? Right. And they've done a pretty good job of that. The, the The Rebel lineup sells pretty strongly for Honda. But the the problem they had was, okay, so you made this new motorcyclist. You created one out of thin air. You've done one of the hardest things you can do in the industry. Right. And now they're ready to go buy a new bike. They're ready to graduate. Well, not that many of them were buying Honda's next. They were going somewhere else.
1: Yeah, they're going to Harley. They're going to yeah. something with a larger, maybe like Indian with its uh with yeah. its uh, scout. Scout,
0: something, whatever, whatever it is. And Honda's like, wow, you know, when we talk to these people, one of the things they say is like, loved my Rebel. Just wish we had a bigger one. Right. And so Honda's like, oh. Well, we should we should make an eleven hundred or something. So they look around and they're like, hey, we got this weird parallel twin motor that's got a DCT gearbox and all these other cool things, and let's just cram that in there. It's kind of funny how physically it doesn't look a whole lot bigger than the five
1: hundred. It really doesn't because there's a picture of you on it. You look positively huge on this bike. Well, I'm a big guy. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're six foot two ish, but. It's six, six foot two. Don't put an ish
0: after it. I mean, you know, six foot one an, and three quarters. Don't bullish counting. Ish. All right. Listen, I worked hard for every one of those <laughs> inches. But um, am bummed. I'm disappointed just just, in bed.
1: <laughs> the thing I love about this bike is you could be five foot two. Yes. And still have this thing, and you're not buying some down
0: powered machine. This is a proper muscle bike. It's literally 0.3 inches taller at the seat than the Rebel 500. So, super approachable bike amazing when you put the dct on it you immediately get rid of this barrier to motorcycling for some riders right which like like let's have a conversation about that shaheen let's talk about just this idea that like we're just now starting to see some bikes hey man if you can't can't kickstarter you shouldn't be riding it right i mean i get it like i love i love the fact that motorcycles have a, a manual gearbox right but you know what, Shaheen? It's not for this everyone. Is, this, is, this is one of the crazy things. That I, that this is when the light bulb went off in my head. This is when, like, Honda, like, marketing team got their money's worth. I'm, I'm riding around all day on the DCT. All the, all the journalists had DCT bikes. Mm-hmm. All the Honda guys had manual bikes. And they're like, if you want to try a manual, you know, go right ahead. Just let us know. And so at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, for science – Let's see what the manual bike is, because some idiot's going to buy this one for ninety three hundred dollars, and I better, <laughs> I better know whether or not the bike's any good or not. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that gearbox in a minute, but the first thing I did after I get on it, I completely forgot that I had to like use the clutch. <laughs> you stalled it. And I stall it. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? I'm like, oh fuck, I got to grab the fucking clutch
1: lever. Oh, ah. This guy, what kind of a motor journalist is he? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
0: And then the rest of the ride, I'm like, man, I'm fucking shifting gears like a
1: soccer. Uh, what a bore. <laughs> God, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's not, every time I go from a quick shift bike to my motorcycle, I'm like, what is this ancient piece of shit under yeah,
0: me? I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like <laughs> using my left hand like just an idiot. Uh, I could be doing other things like waving at people. And and part of that is because the DCT now is really good. And in fact, I'm, of, I'm working on the story. I want to ride the Africa Twin because I got the DCT Africa Twin in my right? garage right now. And I'm trying to compare because I, I didn't really get this impression from the Africa Twin, but I definitely got it from the Rebel. Honda has taken that algorithm and done some pretty good work, especially when you put it in the sportiest setting. Mm-hmm. It leaves it in the gear, the lower gear much, much longer. Oh, it just lets you carry out the RPMs, Which is kind of how I ride to begin with. And then if it's like, oh, it's holding it for too long, it's really easy just to flick a button and have it shift down or shift shift up, I should right. say. Um and that hasn't been the case with the DCT. Usually, it's the other way around. Usually, it's like, "Hey, you're going 20 miles an hour, so you want me to put you in sixth gear, right?" <laughs> and you have to like flick the button to shift
1: down three
0: gears.
1: Yeah, it's definitely designed for then, economic or economy. Yeah, economy. That's the word.
0: Yeah, and it just it just makes it really like, "Hey, I'm trying to pass. Like, oh, I'm in the wrong gear. I'm at that stop sign. I gotta get in front of this car. Oh fuck, I'm in the wrong gear." <laughs> so I really like the way the 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 algorithm on the DCT for the Rebel 1100 is set up because it's. And this that sport mode, the sportiest mode. It's designed to race from light to light, bro. It's spot on. And it's just, it's so much easier. And it's, and it's cool. It's, it's just really fast. It's just really positively. It's, it's a really cool feature. I can, I can, I could Shaheen that three-quarter helmet. I could totally put a cup holder on that thing. And sip Mountain Dew's while I was riding. Nice. That's totally, especially because w- your left hand would be free. Totally possible. You don't even need a straw. You just don't grab even the need
1: cup and drink yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Live my best <laughs> life.
1: Couple of questions though. I mean, we are still talking about a sub ten thousand dollar Honda. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how's the braking? How's the suspension?
0: It's. Pr- I mean.
1: <sighs> I mean, again, it's a cruiser. So I guess what are we what are it's we comparing a, it to? Yeah,
0: it's a cruiser. Uh, the suspension mm, not great. Uh, I wish it had. I would gladly give up an inch or two of seat height. To get that much more travel in the, in the suspension, yeah, then you're on
1: a cafe racer. You're not on a cruiser anymore, right? Exactly.
0: Um, a lot of my issues with this bike aren't issues with this bike. It's issues with cruisers, right? Uh, the mid controls, not a fan. You can't position. do forward on these. Uh, I guess it's not Ford, big enough. Forward would be worse in my mind. Yeah, I think it would be. Um, it's a little bit of a long reach on the handlebar uh the seating position is just kind of awkward it hurts my ass at the end of the day like i hurt my tailbone Mm -hmm. there could be more padding on the seat there's basically no provision for a a passenger oh really it doesn't doesn't come with a passenger seat oh interesting this is your bike man you can buy one and put it on the rear fender which is not a great idea this is the bike you buy for your passenger yeah exactly this is your bike now that is kind of true right right um the uh, only, like, real thing about it, like, so, so you asked brakes. Brakes are pretty good. Uh, it's a single 330 disc, okay. radial mounted, All uh, right. radial master cylinder, I believe. So pretty, I, wish, I wish it had more braking.
1: I bet it, if you change the pads once something more aggressive, it'll probably be more braking right there. I would
0: definitely change the pads. There was a couple instances where we, we kind of had uh, to get on the brakes really hard, kind of like an emergency situation. Right. And it really didn't really stop as quickly as would, I would feel would be safe and confident in. I really wish I kind of had two brake discs instead of one. I get that it's a style issue and it's probably a cost issue. Um, so little points deducted there. Um, the only thing like I can really, really gripe about is the shape of the engine casing, especially because of that DCT, really pushes your right foot off the peg. Oh, really? Kind of like how the Street Fighter does, yeah. You know where, so you end up getting like this weird kind of contortionist twist in your knee. That's just really uncomfortable after about like an hour or two. Um, that's my only real like. Well, I guess the good news
1: is it's got a tiny fuel tank, so an hour or two might be your limit. Anyway, that's the thing.
0: It's a super tiny fuel tank. We're talking like maybe a hundred. I think I think the maximum range I saw was like one hundred and fifty. It's actually pretty
1: impressive for as small as the tank is, isn't it? Like three and a half gallons, three point six. Three and a half, half gallons.
0: Yeah, I think realistically you're talking just over a hundred miles on that right. on that tank 110 120 um so yeah i mean that's good so at least that gives you that opportunity to stand up and shake your shit out but uh um overall it's pretty good you know i keep coming back to that price tag i like how the dash was laid out the electronics uh were really clever how they how they set that up it still has that retro look but it yep. still has that touch of modern my Modern, modernity. Modernity. Ma- maternity. Ma- maternity? <laughs> that's too close to home to what happened this weekend. That's, that's all another story. That's that on the So uh, many questions. That's on the BRAP Pro podcast. <laughs> you got to
1: pay for that one. You got to pay for that it's one. It's on guys. our OnlyFans account. It's
0: really expensive. <laughs> so where are we? We're staying at i oh, I'm skipping ahead bikes. Don't ask, <laughs> don't ask me how I know this. At the Ducati launch we're staying at this hotel that has blocked like all sorts of websites including OnlyFans. Oh wow. No porn for you while you're (laughs) hanging out. They want you to pay attention. At the uh, RV parking lot. (laughs) What the hell? Jesus freak owns that place. I know, right? I was just like, well, interesting. The last time I saw a hotel restrict any sort of website, I was in Qatar. (laughs) (laughs) Again, what the hell? Islam freak owned that one? I mean, it's Qatar, right? (laughs) I mean, mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah.
1: but um, (laughs) That's amazing. Um, Interesting. it seems to me, going back to the rebel, yes, please that, please. that they're going straight after the tails of, you know, your your, Sportster twelve hundred, mm. your Scout eleven is a Scout eleven or twelve hundred, whatever the Scout twelve hundred, um, and I'm trying to think of any other bike that fits in that particular size and because the Scout's super low, the Sportster's yeah. super low.
0: If I had to, I, I think the most analogous bike because it's a weird bike. I call it the anti cruiser because it's a cruiser that does nothing cruiser like. It doesn't yeah. do any of like, the stereotypical cruiser things. But the bike it's closest to, I really do think, is the Scout. Mm-hmm. Totally buying this over the Scout. Not even close.
1: Well, I mean, this is, again, we're talking better, I think, better value for the money. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's better built. How much more is the DCT? Uh, it's still under 10 I want to say it's like so $500 a couple hundred dollars extra. Yeah. I want to say it's like 98 99 not bad with the DCT. It's under Not ten. Bad. Cruise control or no? Oh, Christ, Shane! Wow, you were on the bike. I thought maybe you'd see the button
1: there. <sighs> oh, it's like a week ago. I don't even have the internet to so help So much me. happened. Uh, Let's say yes. <clears throat> I mean, the Africa Twin has it, so I'm wondering how hard it would be to put that on there.
0: Uh, no, I mean it wouldn't be very hard. It's an electronic thing. I mean, I'm, I vaguely remember a cruise control button. I don't know. You're gonna really. I might have to like look it up and then edit this. In I like now. that it's
1: got a beefy 180 rear tire on it. That's kind of cool. You're, you're right. This is very much like the anti cruiser cruiser.
0: Yeah. 19 uh, inch front wheel. Um, 19? I might have just made that up in my head. It looks like the part. It's not a 17, I know. I'm pretty sure it's a 19. Um, oh, yeah. There's cruise control. I see the button on the right side. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right, right. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, see? There's cruise control. Yeah, right. cruise control.
0: I mean, that's, dude, that's a lot of bike for the money. It's, it's, good value that's like this comes back to the thing like talk about a bike that's good value yeah but also has like some cool shit it's just what i love about a sheen it's disrupting this space yes it's i think like honda has kind of finally learned like that lesson how do you we're not gonna out harley harley davidson like let let indian chase that crazy dream just make a better bike we'll just make a bike that's its own thing it it stands by itself
1: I like it a lot. I like everything about it. I've always been a fan of the Rebel. It's one. It's a bike I learned how to ride on back in the day, a 250. And it's sort of, I think a lot of motorcyclists kind of be like, yeah, that's, I know what that bike is. And they last forever. It's just this like simple machine that does everything. And I love the fact that they're using the African twin motor that we all know is a good motor. This is the world we live in now. Hayabusa, new bike, not exciting. Not exciting. Honda Rebel, <laughs> a bike that neither one of us would really go after. Exciting. <laughs>
0: It's the end of time, Shaheen. It is the end
1: of the times. It snowed here in Portland. I mean, what the fuck else do you want? Oh,
0: goodness gracious. <laughs> that is an interesting dichotomy to think about.
1: I think this happened when like the when the R18 end, ended up in your garage. We were both kind of like, it's not a bike I would buy. but
0: No, it's not. Like, it's got a
1: cool factor to it that I can sort of understand why somebody would spend money on.
0: There is a, there is a je ne sais quoi to that ah, r oui, oui. Because every time I take that thing out, Someone stops me like, oh, cool, I can't wait for the snow to go cool away so I can bike.
1: steal it from you for a couple days. Yeah.
0: Uh I, like I don't that bike fails on a number of levels for me. Basic motorcycle things. But the fact that it's so I wonder if BMW just hired a bunch of people in Portland to like look for it and be like, Oh yeah, cool bike. That'd be yeah. good marketing. They want to make you as a
1: journalist feel good yeah. about it. Like, oh, I told you we made a cool bike. Everybody it is likes like, it.
0: It is like raw meat for flies, man. Like, they are just showing up. <laughs> you know, they love that shit. And, like, so, like, I sit there and I'm like, that's very interesting. Like, for me, that's a huge data point. Like, yeah, it's not for me. It's not my jam. I don't, it doesn't get my juices flowing. But look how many people it does get the juices flowing for. Right? And I would imagine a lot of them aren't motorcyclists, which is huge. Um, so, well, I guess with that, Shaheen, we'll just wrap up the show. And uh, we'll wait, see you wait, guys wait, all Wait, wait, the- a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop the damn record.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, there's a drinking game to be had here in a minute. <laughs> Ladies
0: and gentlemen, you have uh, approximately 30 seconds to get your refrigerator and get your beverages ready because we're going to get you crunked up tonight. You know,
1: those of you that follow us on Instagram, I give you a fair warning last week. Get your, you know, livers ready. They've been bad. They need to be punished.
0: All right. With editing, I think we're like mm, 45 minutes, 40 minutes into this show. Nice. The next hour i anticipate to Here, be this here's next what topic. i'm excited about oh, we God. both got to ride this thing we that is something kind of new right we did yeah hey
1: what are we talking about we're talking about nothing other than the new Hayabusa. i'm just kidding <laughs> two up or die <laughs> it's the new ural um would it be cool if ural came out with something brand new and modern and just blew all our heads off
0: That is more likely
1: than Suzuki making a a turbocharged Hayabusa. (laughs) Hayabusa. Motherfuckers, I am so bitter. Uh, You know, it's my birthday in two days, and and Suzuki could have just made a cool Hayabusa, but no, no, I got to go buy another Ducati. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Um, we are of course talking about the (sighs) 2021 Ducati Multistrada V4. Are you boy, buying? am I excited.
0: I'm so excited.
1: You're going to buy this bike. Uh, I'm putting my money in my ma- where let's, my mouth is.
0: Let's front load this bike. Okay, I'm definitely let's, let's buying this review. This bike. Yep. You're going to buy this bike. For sure. I'm going to buy this bike.
1: Yep. This is. I think this bike replaced the 1290S uh, in your books. It did. I know. It did. I read the words you wrote on Asphalt and Rubber, and I was like,
0: whoa, big words, Jensen. I can't believe I wrote them. I mean, I kind of can. I kind of don't. I. <sighs> this bike is... I, this is going to be a big word, and
1: someone's going to hold me to it. It's fucking perfect. No, it's not.
0: I, it's got it's a not. lot of perfection to there it. There are so many things that aren't perfect about this bike. I don't care. I love it. As a perfectional imperfectionist. It's, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it is I, very, very good, though. It's, it, it scratches so many
1: itches. It does everything that I want that bike to do. For the first time in its history, in my little world, it's finally a proper, quote-unquote, multi-strata. Yes, it, it can absolutely. do everything. It's a good way I, of saying that. I honestly, truly thought that that Ducati was making a mistake by only making a 19-inch front wheel
0: version for for the market, and then I rode the damn thing. I'm not convinced on that. I'm not convinced. I want to get to that though, but I want to I want to mix things up for a change because I always have to sit here. And humble brag about how I got to ride something cool and rad and I mean, fun you did, and, and you listen. But you got to do you actually did before me. So I, did. I think I you should go punch. first. I
1: beat you to the punch. I was you so did. excited.
0: You should go first and you should tell me about your your riding experience and your review and critique of this machine while I sip my Mountain Dew over here you're, uh, you're, and ponder all the mistakes I've made in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Okay,
1: so we got ours at the show at the dealership um on a week ago, last Tuesday. And we promptly put it together, and I I kind of announced it's like to everyone. A Lego to sh- kit? What are you doing? What's putting that? It,
0: putting it together. Well, I mean, it
1: comes to you. The handlebars aren't on it. The windshield's not on it. The Half the things are loose on the damn thing. We got 14 of these. You know, Ducati uses UPS freight for the U.S. delivery. And so the UPS truck driver pulls up and he's like, I got 11. I was like, I thought it was supposed to be 14. He goes, There are. I got to empty these and go grab the other three real quick. And so all hands on deck, we undid these things, opened up the crates. It comes in a big hundred pound metal crate and the handlebars aren't on there. It's got this weird like half, not a half, like three quarters of a square. So it's like two ninety degree angles that have all the handlebar stuff mounted to it so that they can, I think, push the bike onto the crates at the factory. And then the actual handlebar is just kind of, you know, zip tied to the bike. So we put all of them together and, you know, got the windshields on there and I mean, the second our demo was ready, I was like, "Bye, guys! I gotta go. I gotta go ride this thing." <laughs> okay, bye. See you later. <laughs> um, so I did what I usually send our clients to do. the The demo that I want everyone to have when they come to Motorcore is a bit of you know city, you know, on twenty third. It's just a lot of stop and go, and then a bit of mountain, which is you know you go up towards skyline and then come back on thirty, which is a highway and you can hit actual highway speeds. It did all of those so easily the bike is a lot smaller than i thought it would be in person it looked bigger in the photos for some reason i don't know if the models they use are tiny <laughs> but the bike just truly felt small
0: is this is the motorcycle for ants <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's uh probably the most approachable multi i've ever ridden it's super smooth at almost any speed it just seemed like the bike was fine it didn't care whether i was going five miles an hour or 110 miles an hour um, there is zero drama, at least when I rode it, I, whether I was doing a wheelie down the highway, I mean, when I wasn't doing a wheelie down the highway officer, um, <laughs> or just going, you know, at, at regular speeds, you know, stop and go traffic, the bike just was very well poised. And that, that was amazing because I've had a 2012, a 2013 Pike speak, and then the current 2017 enduro. And the thing that made me giggle in my helmet over and over and over again is this bike had the punch that was missing since 2015. All the DVT bikes, you know, from 2015 till now that I rode, just don't, even including my own bike, it just didn't have that little extra thing that my old 1200 had, which was like the slap in the ass, like, go, dude, go, go do the thing, have fun. Um, So... I sort of fell in love with the fact that it can. It, it just felt at home, no matter what I did to it, whether I was going slow or fast. I, I haven't gone off road with it yet, so I'm, I'm hoping to get mine next week. I'll throw some knobbies on there. We can take our Africa Twin and that thing out and go do some fun shit. Um, the dash is amazing. It's huge. It seems to work really, really smooth. It's, the buttons tend to you know, when you press a button, the correlation on the dash is immediate. There's no lag. I didn't notice. It took me a second to understand how to use the joystick, but once you figure it out, it's fairly intuitive. I don't like where the joystick is as opposed to where the turn signal is. I kept mistakenly hitting the joystick instead of the turn signal, but I have a feeling after 20 or 30 miles, I get used to that. Um, the seat, although it's, 33 point I think eight or nine inches high on the high seat setting it felt lower to me the bike just feels a lot narrower in its belly than my enduro
0: does I believe it's 33.1 on the low 33.9 on the high
1: which did you get to play with the seat did you get to put it on high and low when you're no it's super easy
0: another guy do it it does look really easy it's
1: super easy they've done a great job of where you don't need a tool you just put the seat in this position that it needs to be in end of story yeah um, so that's kind of cool, and we—I mean, you and I have sort of talked about I wish more motorcycles had adjustable seats, and way to go Ducati before doing this. It's a really, really good design.
0: And to be fair, to be fair, there are two seats in the aftermarket catalog, uh, a low seat and a high seat. Right. I want to say the low seat gets you down to 31.1 inches. Which is amazing for a big
1: enduro bike like that. I think, though, that 31-point-something-inch setting also includes a suspension setup. I don't think it's just I the think seat. I think it's just the seat. Really? Yeah. Where
0: are they coming up with that extra space? I'm looking down there and there's not that much space. I don't know, man. I'm, I, don't, um, I need to see this. That's what those people make money for. And then the tall the tall seat is like 34.4. If if that's for, for those six foot three and taller people that's that got re, long that's legs. That's redonkulous. Super redonk. Um, Sorry, continue with your, your assessment.
1: Um, I have a couple of qualms with the bike. I don't know why Ducati or any of anybody else in the automotive or motorcycle industry insists, fucking insists on you using their platform oh. for phone to dash display shit. Oh my like, god! Just fucking do Apple or Android CarPlay and call it a day. I, I why? Why do I have to do this? This connect
0: this is all I want. I'm holding my it. cell phone. This yeah. is the all I want.
1: Phone does it all. At this point, I can use any, like my fucking Toyota Tacoma. You know what I do? I just plug it in and I'm I'm using my phone. End of story. I don't have to... I mean, they have their own thing there as well, but when I plug it in, I can I can opt to use either Toyota's thing or my Apple CarPlay. Yeah. And neat. End of story. So I don't know why. I don't know why Ducati did this. It seems weird to me, and and this is where I'm high-fiving anyone at Honda who's listening. Good job on the Africa Twin and the Goldwing, the fact that you can use Apple CarPlay if you want to. Yeah. And I hope they also have Android CarPlay They car do. I just saw
0: it. I just saw a press release the Perfect. last day or two. Awesome.
1: Now... That being said, I've been watching a lot of videos on how it works. It works pretty well in the Ducati thing. It's it's probably the best iteration of a company's own thing because I've used the KTM one and that was garbage.
0: (laughs) I want my eight dollars back, Chris Fillmore. I want my (laughs) eight fucking dollars back. Still (laughs) bitter. Now it's now it's with interest. You owe me at least four tacos. You owe me four tacos and a high end tacos. Yeah, I want carne, fucking asada tri-tip with a little you know um wait i just did that for you today i know it's really good that's what's all i (laughs) got on my mind i'm like i just want to go back to sheen's house and have him make me tacos (laughs) let's
1: do it more tacos i have lights there
0: (laughs) you have power too
1: (laughs) so that is my number one gripe with the bike is that that i have to just adhere to their stupid software i I wish they hadn't done that but okay i guess if that's my biggest complaint complaint number two It hasn't happened to me yet, but it'll probably happen at some point. I promise you, I'll break one of those winglets, those little air ducts that they have in the bottom. Oh, the black
0: ones. Yeah, because I I looked at
1: what the enduro kit is and the little you know engine guard that comes with it does not quite look adequate. I feel like it needs more. Like uh, like what I have on my current motorcycle is a SW Motec piece that kind of hugs the bottom, and if the bike drops, none of that stuff touches. And I've watched a couple of videos are. Her uh, friend Steve Camrad has a video of, I don't think he broke it, I think it was somebody else, but they kind of just went down in the sand and had snapped that piece off. So either make it removable, so when I'm going off-roading I don't have to wor- worry about that thing breaking, or give me better protection. And I'm hoping that SW Motec or Touratech or Alt-Rider, somebody makes a better engine guard than what Ducati is currently offering on it. I um, say embrace the brake. Just embrace it. <laughs> just, just know the fact first, that you're going to lose that thing.
0: That first scratch is the hardest, I and know, just get it embrace it. With. Get
1: it out of your system. Just just move along, man. Um, the foot pegs seem weirdly small. And I only say that because my Enduro has a wider, flatter base for me to stand up on. So I'm hoping that Ducati, when you get the Enduro kit, has a larger foot peg set up where you can stand up on it without having these tiny little pointy things at the bottom of your feet. Uh what else is my qualm with it?
0: You said it was perfect, Shane. No, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be realistic. From? I'm
1: trying to actually say the things that annoy me about the bike. And that's really comes down to those things. How about the price tag? Not bad. I mean you really? stole me a burger. <laughs> no, I got you a burger. Fuck you. No, no, you said two burgers. There's one more left. Oh, okay. Um price tag's no, I'm I'm surprised. I'm still surprised that you can buy one for twenty four ten twenty-four is. one for for a red with cast wheels on there. And the US market one, this is something interesting, Ducati. does. so they basically said, Hey, the US market tends to only buy the upmarket one. So we're just gonna send the S models to the US. And the S models that come to the US are called the the Radar Travel, which is it's got the radar system for the front and back.
0: Well, in Europe they're called the radar tra- the travel radar or whatever it was. That's what they're calling it yeah. in
1: our in our order sheets too. So maybe they'll change the name of Oh
0: marketing wise, they're just calling it the S. The V4S. Okay. We, in, in the US, we have three bikes. Multistrata V4, Multistrata V4S, Multistrada V4S Sport.
1: Sport, right. Now, the stupid. first one that you named, the Multistrata V4, as a dealership, we don't just get those. We have to order those specifically for a customer. Yeah. So if you want a like bare minimum Multistrata, you got to let us know and we have to order it for you. So V4S and the V4Sports are the ones that we're going to get.
0: Ducati really kind of went out of their way to make sure no one orders that bike. Oh, yeah. Like you, there's like weird things about that motorcycle that you're like, man. For twenty thousand dollars, I'm not gonna get LED headlights. Right. I'm not gonna get. I don't think it has the quick shifter. It doesn't have quick shifter, and it doesn't have the sky hook. Doesn't no have sky hook. That that makes sense. But it what is it? There's something else it doesn't have. Um,
1: the radar is definitely not there. Not,
0: definitely not the radar.
1: Is the screen
0: TFT still? The screen is the five inch dash from before. Oh, it's like not the six and a my half. From my bike, basically. And you just sit there and it's like, oh, and they have um, it's not the Stylma calipers. It's not even the three thirty discs. It's three hundred and twenty wow. discs. Wow, with Brembo M four thirty two calipers, which is a great caliper, but it's just kind of like, really, like those are like it's like weird little things that like you're not. That you're downgrading. Basically, Ducati does a
1: really good job of saying, hey, if you buy the upmarket one, it's going to cost you a little bit more money, but you're getting a fuck ton of stuff for
0: it. You do get a lot more. I do think you get a lot more for your dollar base model compared to S model. Right. I still think the S model is too expensive. And when you look at a similarly specced out GS, a similarly specced out 1290 Adventure S. Right. I mean the Ducati. I mean the Adventure S is really cheap compared. Oh, that's the cheapest one by like, yeah. a stupid amount. You know, there's almost like a five thousand I mean, dollar delta between. If you between, ever get
1: one in the US,
0: well, I mean we're not getting one in the US. That was the other. That's news really dumb. Story, that that bro. really
1: bothers me. I don't know what KTM's doing, and it's like, wh- anyways, we'll get to that. Yeah, that, um, was, that was not. One how much one. is the similarly equipped GS then? Because oh, I the thought they were head, about twenty four grand as
0: well. I want to say it's like twenty two. It wasn't. It was close. Huh. But, there's but it comes with the
1: bags and everything? Because I feel like you pay extra for those on the GS. No,
0: I spec it all out with the bags and similar electronics. So, okay. yeah, I think base, it's like 19. Right. And then by the time you had the bags, it was like 22. Um, okay. okay. It's on my Gone Riding story, if anyone's trying to look it up and, and fact check me and see how close to the truth I am. <laughs> um, but off the top of my head, it was like a slight markup for the Ducati right? Uh, compared to the GS. That, I, mean, I mean, maybe that's fair. I mean, I, I would still like it to be cheaper. I'm always going to be that value guy. I'm always going to be kind of a yeah. penny pincher. Um, but if you were saying GS versus Multistrada V4, I wouldn't even... Th- I, I mean, mean there's, there's like there's a 40 horsepower difference. Just, and and there's honestly,
1: like a, the seat of your pants will tell you there's even more horsepower difference. Yeah, and
0: there's like a 30, 40 pound difference. And one looks like... Uh, well, I don't
1: know. And the other one looks like a monster. Ducati <laughs> claims that my bike, my current 1200 Enduro, is 153 horsepower, and they claim that this bike is 168 or something like that. Yeah, 168. It's okay.
0: 125 kilowatts, I believe. I
1: I would bet money that that bike is easily 30 or 40 horsepower more than my my bike. It just hustles. It it gets up to speed in such an alarming rate. Whoa. It's amazing.
0: It's like. 50 pounds lighter too Shaheen. i
1: love that that's pretty that's pretty nice with
0: with a 5.8 gallon tank i mean that's not a small fuel tank no
1: it's a it the bike did everything i wanted it to do really really well it's an interesting thing because i was actually sort of contemplating keeping my multi and getting a street fighter i really have such a hard-on for that bike but once i rode this thing i'm like well that kind of scratches that itch yeah it's got the v4 it's got the growl and it, it wheelies on demand that stupidly was, it it this is a grown-up bike acting like a juvenile that's the thing that made me giggle <laughs> the most about this bike
0: i think this is a better street bike than the than the street fighter i dare say you're right um it's got range I it's like got the, comfort yeah i like the street fighter but i was never gonna buy one i mean you already have one I I all right that's the thing like i'm not <laughs> there's nothing about the street fighter v4 that makes me go like oh i'm missing that with my current street fighter i mean there's there there are obvious things that i'm missing uh ABS brakes for one. <laughs> yeah, <the> general safety. <laughs> general and, safety. And, you know. Good prudence. <laughs> your uh, Street
1: Fighter, I adore more than just about any other bike on the streets and it terrifies me every time I ride it. It's just, your your Street Fighter, that 1098 Street Fighter was kind of like, every time you sit on that bike, it's re- whispering to you like, I'm going to murder you today just so you know. I'm, I'm going to kill you.
0: I'm a professional and that scares me. <laughs> like,
1: And it's like the draw of that bike. It's like a Dodge Viper to me. That's probably why I like those stupid cars so much. It's just like, now you're going to die if you push this thing because it's got a limit and then it doesn't let you know when that limit's there until you're on the ground sliding.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I so lost multi. my train of thought. Lost my train of thought. Uh, multi for me. Um, Gosh, wow. Jeez. You have a really cool photo
1: of you just midair. You sent it down J- whatever bump that was. Jumps pretty good. Jumps pretty how, good. How did it land? Because it's got more ground clearance so like an inch more.
0: Yeah, it was good. Uh, I mean... I think one of the jumps, I got it to bottom out like a little bit, huh. like just kind of kissed it. Uh, the Skyhook suspension is really good. You know, I think from with like my marketing branding hat on, I think it's a bit of a miss not to be using the Olin's 2.0 EC, whatever they're calling it, the new. I really wonder why they're suspension. adamant on the Skyhook on these things. I mean, it works pretty well, but the thing is, the Skyhook suspension works really well. Yeah, uh, Marzocchi seems like like from a marketing perspective, Marzocchi is a lesser choice. From an engineering perspective, I don't think you're missing anything at all. And if anything, the Marzocchi might be better. Um, it, it it works really well on the street. It works really well touring. It works really well off road. I, I have zero complaints with the suspension system. The, the ability to change the preload, change the dampening, have the different characteristics has an auto leveling I feature. Saw that. That's pretty sweet. Um, so it's, it's pretty good. Uh, the big thing for me going into this review was that 19 inch wheel. Yeah. And I mean, no matter how you cut it, it's going to feel more vague than a 17. It does. I don't. It doesn't feel as vague as I think a lot of people are worrying. No. And when you go and you look at the geometry, they've really kept the geometry more like a Street Fighter and less like a GS. Like it actually has the same rake angle as the Street Fighter V4. Right. And I think that helps give a little bit more feedback. Um, I wonder how that's going to be off-road. I mean, how was it? You did it. Well, you know, I mean, it's better off road. I think what you lose off road, you gain, or sorry, lose on road, you gain off road, Uh, especially in tire choices, Mm -hmm. just tire choices alone. So many. Um, You can put whatever tractor tire you want on yours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So we use the Pirelli Scorpion Rally for uh, off-road.
1: Which is like an on-road tire that can do off-road, basically. Like I know it's got knobs on there, but... Eh.
0: It, it A good way to describe it, so if going into the Pirelli lineup, because it's all Pirelli right. on this bike. right? So street bike OEM spec is the Pirelli Scorpion Trail 2. Mm-hmm. That's a great 90-10 tire. Yep. Uh, I love Phenomenal. it for Portland because it's great in the wet, it's great mm-hmm. in the rain. Got lots of grip in the dry. If you get a little and gravel wet. in the road, it's fine. Yep. It's, it's a good turning tire you can get pretty aggressive on the turns on that tire i've, I've never had a weird oh, you, time you can drag me on it if you right. want to um and then you go to the scorpion rally which is maybe like uh 30 70 or 60 right. 40 um it's got and and the way it's designed it, it's kind of almost like it has paddles in the back right but it's still the, the front tire is still more street lookish,
1: like this is a tire you can still put a knee on the ground on in the street that's the thing <laughs> it's got a lot of it's
0: got some it, crazy it, it does better than you think right uh you, you can put a knee on the ground the same way you can put a knee on the ground with a tkc 80 i do <laughs> not recommend you do that that <laughs> you is you a scary scary experience let it just let it move around it's okay, it's okay. you can you you can drive a f- car if your feet shaheen it doesn't make it a good idea <laughs> And then you can go to the Scorpion Rally STR, which is like a true 50-50. The front's got some actual knobs on it now. That's the tire I would like to try with this bike. Um, I've I've tried that tire when I was uh, at the Pirelli Proving Grounds in Sicily. Loved it, especially in the sand. Loved it. Hmm. And that would have been the perfect tire for what we were doing on this press launch because we were actually in a lot of sand wash, loose stuff. It's it's the fucking desert, you know. Yeah. It's it's Southern California desert, so we're not really on any hard pack. We're not really on any rocks, not on any slab of granite or anything like that. It's not like um, not like Utah or Moab. I was gonna say it's not like Moab. Right. Uh, we're on a lot of slab, so it's it's really loose. I think the deepest sand we got into was like you know three to six inches. It wasn't like anything crazy, crazy. That's pretty good for almost six hundred pound bike. So you know, like so. I forgot what your question was. How was a 19-inch wheel off road? <laughs> um the, was they, the bike off road in the, general. The answer is is I always come back to this concept, like it it like almost doesn't matter because like the trails that we went on with that amount of sand and like you said, like you know, the six inches of sand is is no joke. You are never gonna go harder than that on a five hundred plus pound no. motorcycle. No. So this idea of like, oh, you're going to put a 19 on it versus a 17. Like, do I think the 19 in that situation is better than a 17? Absolutely. Do I think a 21 would be better than that? Absolutely. There are maybe some places I will take that Africa Twin that I will not take your Multistrada V4.
1: That's fair because it's got that 21-inch, 18-inch setup. Yeah,
0: I mean, because like I remember that Africa Twin launch we did in Moa. I'm like, we went down some gnarly shit. But I also remember being like, I would never take this bike down this gnarly shit like this is honda's bike this is honda's like if i wad this This is not the twenty
1: five thousand dollar bike range
0: yeah i remember there was like one like hill climb we were doing and we're i think we're following like johnny campbell uh you know baja racer right and he took us up this like he's like you guys are all running good i'm gonna take you up this gnarly thing and i remember looking at that and just going you know what the cool part about this is it's not my bike if i totally send it and it just and it just gets like stuck in a tree i just get to go home afterwards yeah. I, I didn't lose any money i don't have to get it down i can see jensen walking down the trail hey where's yeah. your bike it's up there you guys someone's, should go get it someone's gonna come get me with a car they're gonna have a cold <laughs> drink for me like that is not my fucking problem whereas like if i was an actual owner i'd be sitting there going like All right, cool. So like, what's our contingency when you break your arm with this? (laughs) There's like a certain level of like, you're on a 500-pound adventure bike. What are you going to do? Like, you're not going to go as hard as you are on a 250-pound dirt bike. So it's a little like, uh, I do do think the 19-inch wheel opens up a lot more than a 17-inch wheel does, if for no other reason than tire choices. Right. I'm okay with Ducati not coming out with a 20-inch wheel on this. I think it's interesting to have it on the Africa Twin. I think it makes some sense in a couple of ways, especially with the DCT. Right. But really, I want to see a 21-inch wheel on a middleweight adventure bike. Yep, I'm, I'm looking for that on my Tenere. I'm looking for that on my Duke, or not my Duke, my Adventure, my KTM Adventure. I'm looking for that on my Enduro 950 or whatever that that's, is. That's I keep
1: I keep hoping that that'll happen.
0: So it's. I still haven't really answered your question, <laughs> but it, it's good. Like like there was nothing. I mean, I, I definitely lost the front of the bike a couple times and, and it recovered. I mean, I felt like I was pushing the limits of my riding capability off-road and the bike's limits off-road with me on it. Um, making, <laughs> making poor choices and bad decisions. <laughs> um, and that was great. It was, it was a fun time. It was, it was the perfect thing. And like, we weren't we weren't on fire roads, we weren't on gravel roads, we were on real trails, real that had trail, yeah. real things going on and I was having a good time. It's exactly what I would buy that motorcycle for. And I'm and I'm not and that pleases me. Yes. Um, this is the bike you could ride from Portland to Utah. Yeah. And then go do Moab and have fun with it. This is the bike, Shaheen, you buy when you can only buy one bike. That, that, and yeah. and the beauty of the nineteen inch wheel is and you hit you hit this right on the head right when you started your your critique. Is the 19 inch wheel moving from that 17 makes this bike more that single bike you can put in your garage. One bike to rule them all. One bike to rule them all. It's like the Lord of the Rings, my man. Mm-hmm. And that's great. Like if that was, you know, like you, I think you said it was. This is the first. This is the most multi-strata, multi Because that's that was the whole ethos of the multi yeah. Like I mean, I thought my one.
1: current bike is the most multi and then when this came out, it's like, no, no, this is the one. Because my bike with this 19 inch front wheel, it, it still feels pretty vague. I mean, the first time I took it out into a curvy, twisty road that I was used to going on my Pike's Speak on, it's like, ooh, this is like a Cadillac. It kind of pushes a little bit, it's not as happy. And when I did the same thing on this V4, it's like, what do they do? How yeah. How is this so sharp?
0: And the ele- I was going to say, electronics are good. The electronics aren't good off road.
1: I was going to ask you that question because my number one gripe with my current Enduro is, you know, Ducati. Here's the cool thing with Ducati. They, they have four different writing modes on there, but it's not written in stone, right? You can change them around to your right. liking without needing a dongle or anything weird like that.
0: I wish you could change the label of them. So, like, if I set, because I did this with my hyper, all three modes were basically variations of the quote unquote race mode. Right. But I had to remember, like, okay, so the rain mode is the one where the traction controls three, right? And the sport mode is the traction controls two, and race mode is traction control one. Otherwise, they're completely the same, right? I wish you could change that label to be like, you know, like ludicrous mode, not as ludicrous mode, <laughs> getting groceries mode, I, so I don't have to be like, is it enduro mode or uh, rain mode that I uh, have it set up so I can have like eight hundred people on it?
1: <laughs> I think I've gotten so used to it where I can I can sort of set it up and be, but I I agree with what you say. If there was a more clear way of sort of, you know, the layman's term of like, Hey, this is, you know, go fast. This is go slow. This is go off road and this is go grocery shopping. But ultimately, that's what it is, right? Sport touring, enduro urban. You can kind of figure out how to set them up. But my gripe with my bike and I, I kind of hope that they fix it on this one, but I have a feeling you're going to give me the answer that I don't want to hear is that when Ducati sets up enduro mode, on Enduro mode, they, they have their traction control and what they call Enduro traction, which is level two, which I think is like one cycle before it kicks on. <laughs> Whereas Enduro one allows maybe for two cycles when it kicks on. But so many times when we go on forest roads, there's all these, you know, washboards from cars just slamming on their brakes on a downhill and creating these, you know, these crazy little washboard se- sections. But when you're trying to go up those things and traction control kicks in, it, you lose momentum and it's terrifying on a, on a big bike. So I have personally turned mine off on Enduro mode. I have no traction. It's just me spinning the tire, which is why I have knobbies on there and it grips and goes. So have they, did you play with it at all? Oh, I played with it.
0: And how was it? It's uh, not good. So it hasn't really changed. (laughs) So I don't, I I would like to believe that the Enduro two mode has a purpose in life. I don't know what it is. I can't imagine where. It, it it doesn't seem rational to me, but maybe it's like just the slipperiest, sloshiest, muddiest, crappiest, ruddiest. Yeah, but you get stuck. It loses power. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't Sheen, I don't have an answer for you. Here's this is what KTM
1: does correctly. Their traction control, I've seen it save people left and right. But it works well. It's 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 smooth. It lets you slip and then it catches you, but it's not abrupt. You don't suddenly high side the damn thing. Right. So, whereas Ducati, it's the other way. I, so, on my bike, the first time <laughs> I hit it, I damn near came off the bike. Like, what the fuck just happened? Where, where's my power?
0: So, Enduro 2, that won't happen. Um, well, you won't have any power. It, it just, like you said, like you, you just it just shuts everything down so quickly. Enduro 1 seems more practical. Right. And I could like, see, like, oh, yeah, I'm a newer rider. I'm a slower rider. I'm kind of just putting along. I want a safety net. Like, it seems very entry level. Okay. But then you run out of levels, and the next <laughs> level is just, yeah, the whole thing's coming at you. It, there's no traction control, and that for me, like that's why I'm saying, like you know, maybe there's a universe for enduro to make sense. I'm willing to concede that. I don't know. I haven't ridden that bike in every condition. I've ridden it truthfully in a very limited condition. Um, but you know, this is a motorcycle. This is this is. We were talking about the show before the show about this. It's interesting to me that there's what like eight or twelve levels of traction control for on the street. Right. But only two right. for off-road. I agree with you. I think that's that's short-sighted. And there needs to be more. And I think that's where, you know, like if you're only gonna give me two, you better give me two really good options, Shaheen. But in reality, just give me like give me a gradient. Give me give me five. And I'll and I'll decide if I'm a three or a four or a five, or if I really still sit there and go like you know what, Claudio? I'm still turning the damn traction control off. Try again. Uh-huh. It, that would make more sense to me, this especially a, on a motorcycle that's supposed to be a 50-50 do-everything right. capable bike. But yeah. I think that shows Ducati's on-road bias.
1: I was about to say, this shows you where Ducati is, right? This is they're a, they're a road company making an off-road bike, whereas KTM's the opposite. They've been doing off-road for so long, they've really sat there and thought it out, and they refined the shit out of the way their adventure touring bike is off-road. Yeah. Uh, but on-road, on, on road, I, I truly, and I'm sure there's ways to argue with this one, but in my mind, in my little world, I think my Enduro is one of the most perfect big adventure bikes there ever was. It does everything. It, it's got good behavior almost everywhere, and I have put it through its paces in just about every kind of condition. And it's done a good job. And and this V4 seems like just a more refined version of this thing. Now, one of my coworkers said something really interesting that made me kind of chuckle. They said this bike is almost too refined where it doesn't have any drama. Mm. Whereas for someone like me, it's like, well, yeah, Ducati uh, throughout the time of Multistrata history, they've made it more and more and more refined where it's more smooth and more approachable and easier to ride and dare I say more uh, dependable. This new lack of you know, desmodronic valves is brilliant. You don't need that level of performance on a touring bike. It just, it, it gets in the way of longevity. I think for, for people like myself that put ten eleven thousand 11,000 miles a year on there. So if you're telling me I can go 37,000 plus miles between valve checks, sign me the fuck up. That right there is like, yep, I'm in.
0: You want drama? Go watch an old rerun of say by the Bell. Right? I, mean, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have to say to that.
1: Yeah, I don't. This. I mean, but these are people that are like to them. The perfect bike is the nine nine six S. Right? It's still like the epitome of like coolness in a Ducati, and that's fine. I get it. That's the. I think the sexiest bike ever designed. But it is also t- thirty years old at this point. It's it's dated, and the idea of like holding on to this fantasy of oh, back in the day, well, cool man, go buy a Norton that you have to kickstart because like that's <laughs> drama.
0: Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, uh, it, it's it's like when people ask, like, "Well, does it still have characters? Does it still have soul?" I'm like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." I mean, that, I, I know what you're trying. I know what you're trying to say, but like, I don't know what you re- are you really talking it's about. Such
1: an objective thing. It's subjective. Subjective. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it 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 varies from person to person. The visceral reaction you get is based on you and your re- your experience and your reality, whatever that may be. I'm here to tell you when I wrote it, the growl that it made, the noise that it made, and the wheelie that it popped made me go, fuck yeah, this is still a Ducati. Like, it still has a lot of attitude. It still does all the right things. And I imagine if you get the homologated exhaust for it, it's going to sing all the right songs.
0: Yeah, I can take or leave that homologated exhaust. Our bikes had the homologated exhaust. It w- wait, so is it, is it a full exhaust or just no, a slip-on? it's a slip-on.
1: So I, maybe I'm using the wrong words because I think on the catalog, I saw their full exhaust, which is not cheap. I think it retails for like 2800 bucks but it replaces it gets rid of the the big cat and everything in the bottom
0: uh good luck being allowed to sell that in the united states right um, uh, what, after next year probably 2023 two right. years from now um no we had the the crop of it slip on which is still epa euro five homologated and it's like okay whatever i don't see the point of that Yeah, i mean it's still got the big, big it looks cool that's sure. all it is. It looks cool. It's got like the wire mesh over the exhaust exit so you don't get rocks and it looks cool. Um, our bikes also had the skid plate, the crash bars. Uh, the Enduro bikes had the Enduro wind, windscreen. Is it shorter then? It's shorter. I love the actuation on the windscreen. The windscreen actuation is really good. I did not see a difference between up and down, though, in terms of like actual wind blast to the rider. It seems smoother. When
1: I was going to you know triple digits, it seemed a lot quieter and smoother than my bike. Yeah, Um, and my bike's wider, and I I would imagine probably displaces more wind, anyways. But it it, the bike feels like they definitely spent some time figuring out wind flow. There's a lot of gills, and
0: there's a lot. Ducati spent a lot of time. Uh, working with aerodynamics and airflow to whisk away the hot air from the bike and to blow cool air onto the rider and to create a, um, what do they call it? Like an air shield, a cold right. air shield. <laughs> and I, I think, truthfully, I think they were pretty effective in that. I, I'm not someone that really complains about heat off of a motorcycle though. So I'm a bad measuring stick with that. But I'm I with
1: you. Like a motorcycle is going to have wind and heat. It's just I, what it is. I'm
0: just like, I'm sorry. You're going to be, you're not in a car. <laughs> so the 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 range of comfort that you're going to be in is going to be far less um there's some really I, I got there's some really good things about this bike the motor is really good I, I was trying to say it before and i think i lost my track and train i thought when i got on that bike i enjoyed it more as a street bike than i did the street fighter v4 the rev range is more practical mm-hmm. the torque curve is is really flat it's usable it, it it just feels like a fun street sport bike whereas like sometimes i think the street fighter v4 is almost too track focused you know it was geared too much to still have that racing dna yeah. from the Panigale v4 and they didn't make it street bike enough um i mean their they, version of making it more street bike it was given it the
1: uh, final gearing of the Panigale r <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i love Ducati's sense of humor about that bike they were like yeah it's a Panigale. is naked good luck bye
0: here's <laughs> <laughs> the keys good luck why did you did you fill out an advanced directive for your health care okay cool <laughs> you, cool, you cool, probably cool. should before you go out on this thing. Yeah, we'll probably just pull the plug on you if you don't <laughs> um do not resuscitate cool okay the 19 inch front wheel on the street handles pretty good brakes are pretty good um suspension is really good yeah I love the electronics. I love the switch gear and the backlit Mm -hmm. uh, controls. The dash is beautiful. The way it's laid out is beautiful. There's dedicated buttons for the suspension and the riding modes. I love that
1: now that's there. And they're quick. They're just a quick click. Super easy. Because it
0: is kind of like you do kind of have to like fall into the menu pretty deep to start changing things you really want to change, which from like a UI perspective, UX perspective is not ideal. There's a dedicated cruise control uh, cluster of buttons. Which we got to play with the adaptive cruise control Shaheen. Which will be available
1: here, I think, come July.
0: Yeah, they're saying mid summer. Yeah. So all the S model bikes will come with the hardware. Yes. Customers are gonna have to pay eight hundred and fifty dollars plus probably about half an hour of dealer labor. Yeah, time. I think
1: I think we're they were telling us it's gonna be overall about a
0: thousand bucks by the time it's said and then. Yeah, pretty close to a grand. To activate and make the radar worthwhile. Um Still don't know what to do with it. It's so well done. All right, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. It's got a pass control, which is cool. It is so well implemented. It is so well done. It does exactly what it's supposed to do and it does it so freaking well. I just don't know why I care. <laughs> you know, like I just like if you're a writer out there that like is like really excited about that feature, you're gonna be so happy. It th- is so perfect. In in which case, a thousand dollars is absolutely worth that cost. But for me, I'm sitting there going like, "Yeah, it's really cool. It's really slick." I will probably never use this feature. I will gladly not spend a thousand dollars, which makes that front mounted radar the perfect GoPro mount. Oh yeah, that's just that perfect flat surface right in the center. Oh yeah, built for a GoPro. Just I
1: mean, flat and level as can be, right there. Um, I. I like the blind spot monitoring idea a lot. Yeah. I think that's a really, really cool safety feature. And I wonder if that's going to be something that we're going to see on more motorcycles in the next, say, five, 10 years.
0: For sure. I think for
1: sure. So I'm wondering if companies like Ducati and KTM and BMW that are working so hard on this stuff, if they're going to be on the forefront of this saying, yep, we've done it. It's tested. It works really well. And now we're going to have cheaper versions of it for other motorcycles.
0: It's all Bosch. This is is one of the things that like, kind of like, it's kind of like there's like two brands that offer cornering abs bosch is the one that's pushing this adaptive cruise control and blind spot monitoring mm-hmm. so it's like it's not worth saying whether the bmw or the ktm or the Ducati is any better than it's one of the bosch. other right it's just bosch right um i do like that that blind spot awareness but you know what shaheen if you go downstairs and look at All the bikes that I own, (laughs) they don't even have mirrors. None of them have mirrors. (laughs) So ask me how much I care about that feature.
1: Yeah, I think you're the wrong. This is like talking about cruisers about you with you, right? Yeah. I don't think you have the bandwidth for it, but (laughs) I can see. I could see it's it's. Here's honestly, it's funny. I never had a horse in this race until I bought this new Tacoma, and it's the first vehicle I've owned that's that's had you know blind spot monitoring and adaptive cruise and blah, 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 blah. I I, I hate the cruise crew control on it because it's kind of, it's a truck. It doesn't ever get up to speed fast enough to really need that shit. So I just mind my P's and Q's when I'm cruising. But the blind spot monitoring has probably stopped me from sideswiping somebody ugh, like 10 times now because it's got a crazy blind spot on it. And so on a motorcycle to have that is just another reason to look forward and, and pay attention to what's coming from in front of you. And allow this thing to kind of be your eyes for that weird spot between your shoulders. So I believe in that one more. The cruise control thing, I'm with you. I could take it or leave it. I've watched tons of videos of it. It's super neat how it works. It seems like you can set its sensitivity and its distance. And I love the fact that you can basically pass somebody and it'll pick up the speed that you tell it. So you can tell it to have like a, a ceiling. Yeah. And it'll get right up on there. It looks like you can basically bring the bike to like a slow roll not a stop but a slow roll so if you're behind somebody and they get down to like 10 50 miles an hour the bike
0: will oh totally i I, I even tried that um and it was like a game of chicken on at what point i was willing you're to just grab. hovering over the brakes yeah, like right, oh, god, oh god i oh god, gonna oh god. grab the brake and <laughs> grab the bar but you can yeah you can get you can get pretty close to a traffic light um my only critique is even at the shortest following distance you're probably a little over two seconds behind that vehicle right um which feels conservative to me but is probably very lawyer friendly yeah, oh yeah my truck uh, is even farther it's yeah. crazy how far you have to be from someone yeah the maximum setting is like man you're like a mile behind those people right um that'd be like the perfect tailing <laughs> tailing radar it's 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 really clever it's really well done it's perfectly implemented it is just a fucking answer to a problem I don't have. You just never even thought that was a thing, right? I just... And, and it's one of those things, Shaheen, it's not like, now that you've shown it to me, I realize a problem I didn't know I have. Right. I still sit there and go like, okay, <laughs> okay, okay what, what what, would I do with it? Like, I just... I, I get why I would be in a car. Like, I love having cruise control in my car because I can take my foot off the gas bottle. Right. I can rest my knee. I can stretch my legs out. I can shift around in my seat. I can set it at the the speed limit so i don't get a ticket if i'm just kind of trying to do some time i get it on a motorcycle that's not how i fucking motorcycle
1: yeah but you know there's a lot of people that do big touring rides that's that cool. you don't like doing and that that's i'm cool. here to tell you man my right shoulder loves that when i let go and just swing my arm around a little bit
0: that's cool whatever
1: uh but again that doesn't answer the question do of adaptive spend a, cruise
0: do i need to spend a yeah do i need an adaptive <laughs> cruise for that right and do i need to spend a thousand dollars for that
1: I don't know. I, so here's the good thing, though. What Ducati North America told me was the bikes that are coming to the U.S. are currently priced as if there is no radar on them. Sure. So at least you're not paying for something that you're not going to use. So if you don't want you know, it,
0: you don't have to have it. I heard that same line, Shane. And, and my retort was, you always pay for it. <laughs> I mean, you're paying for something, Jesse. I mean, like, the, like let, let me put it this way. There's no way that they're just like, oh, yeah, we're uh, – we're going to have to take a loss on these. <laughs> and know? I also
1: wonder if someone's going to come up with a hack on how to turn it on. They're like, cool, I don't have to pay you a thousand bucks. I'll figure out how to turn this thing on.
0: I have a feeling you have to download the software. I think I you know.
1: have to as well. And I think Ducati being how they are, there's probably proprietary software. Their DDS has to be plugged to it to, well, for it to make it work. The
0: uh, Computer Abuse and Fraud Act of 1982 would prevent <laughs> anyone from uh, hacking into that system if it's got yeah. a proprietary encryption problem. I'm program. sure that stopped a lot of hackers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny how that works out. There's like some really archaic laws that make that illegal um I, my prediction is 2022 rolls around right and we see that price tag go up like 1500 dollars.
1: well i mean honestly every year the prices go up about 500 bucks that i've yeah. noticed in the six years i've
0: been selling ducatis i i almost think it's going up more than 15 15 like almost two grand seems right I'm not gonna bet a burger on it because I'm. Uh, are you sure? I'm already. I'm already in burger <laughs> debt, but that's my inkling. I I, I just get that feeling. I'm just like, all right. Here's we'll what I
1: hope for on that bike. I was trying to think of you know any other qualms I may have with it. I'm wondering if next year there's going to be like a dedicated enduro style one out there or something. Uh, oh man, because like the bags that are coming with it are just the bigger plastic bags. I don't want to take those off road. That's just asking for me to break something. Yes. So I'm hoping that there will be something. More than likely, the aftermarket is going to build some kind of a metal bag setup for it. SW Motec and whatnot—they're going to build something, right? So it's kind of interesting that Ducati, although they decided to go ahead and combine both standard Multistrada and the Enduros together, they didn't really—they didn't address that one thing. So it's—I don't—I don't know what their end game is there. I'm curious.
0: Okay. So that's my whole jam, Shaheen. I think I'm going to write a pro story about this. I'm, I'm, it's this bike. I words. I get the whole we're going to push this bike more towards, you know, four bikes in one 19 inch front right. wheel. This is the if you can only have one motorcycle, this is it. And that's that's rad. But it really kind of fucks it up for Ducati in terms of what do you do next? Because the 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 kind of beautiful part of way uh, of the way it was when the multi was a 17 inch wheel, was that was your on road that was your street bike that right. was your like 90 tenor right um, your your sport bike with bags on it essentially that was your sport bike that could go off road sometimes right and then oh you like going off road here's the enduro model mm-hmm. and oh you want something smaller here's the 950 which mm-hmm. is horrible. Um, it's too soft. It needs the, that bike. Maybe this right. is their chance. Maybe
1: the next nine fifty is gonna be a, an edgier adventure, you know, bike with twenty-one inch wheel setup on it. That's
0: a whole nother podcast. Right. But <laughs> what I don't understand about this motorcycle, because I don't see how you bring in a quote unquote endurobe version. It's like I, I, like I don't know. You're, how. Gonna, you're gonna put you're gonna put a I mean five point eight fuel tank's pretty big. You're gonna put wire spoke wheels. Oh no, you already did that. It's already there. It just needs the bags. Honestly, it's it all it need needs the bags? the bags and bigger foot pegs. So it's, then it's just like maybe like an accessory kit. And then but that you, already exists. Yeah, and then so like you're like, okay, so you're not really going to bring out a new bike. You're just going to have it in the catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you going to come off a 17-inch version? I mean, that that would be really weird ooh, ooh, too. Ooh, pick me, pick me. Uh, Shaheen in the back. Oh, okay. You, um, you serve the beard.
1: This is the chance for Ducati, if you're listening, Ducati, this is the chance to make a fucking Street Fighter GT. Yes, please. That would scratch that itch. That's it's my solution. That honestly, put a bigger windscreen on there. Put a heavier uh, the uh, what do you call it subframe on there. Put some bags on that thing. Put cruise control on it, and a and a fucking. Uh, I'm t- I'm so tired of hearing about this. A, a fuel gauge.
0: It doesn't feel good. Oh, not on the Street Fighter. No, no, on the Street Fighter. star has got a Street Fighter. Oh, star has got a Street Fighter. What, Multistar <laughs> what does word, have a Street Fighter. What words are those, Johnson? <laughs> that doesn't even make well,
1: is, I'm here to chew <laughs> ass and eat bubble gum. I don't know what's happening. I'm going to
0: stampede the women and rape those cattle. I'll tell you that. It's going to be a good time on a Friday night. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I think if they did that, if they made like a more complete Street Fighter GT... God, without making it thirty thousand dollars because it's already a 25000 five thousand dollar bike, basically. But the, holy shit, sign me up if that bike ever happened.
0: You take the Grand Turismo motor, no Desmodromic valves and everything, hundred seventy horsepower. Right. You put that in the Street Fighter frame. Give me a little bigger windscreen. Yeah. Maybe keep the electronic suspension. Yeah. Call it done.
1: Yeah. Either call it the Multi Light or the Street Fighter GT. Just fucking move on. That'd be an amazing bike right there. Then
0: you have the nineteen, the nineteen inch front wheel. we we'll shot of before. And then you come out with a 450-pound Multistrada Enduro 950. Oh, God, please. That's oh the God, only God, thing please. that makes sense in my head. Because when I talk to Ducati about this, they're like, we're definitely not coming out with the 21-inch version Multistrada V4. That's, it's, it's too much to change. It's not enough market. We, we can't do it. Yeah, it's too much, too much motor for that 21-inch. It's, it's no no bueno. Yeah, I'm, I'm with them. They're really fine with not having a 17-inch Multistrada V4. Because they're just really like, we just want the one bike to roll them all. Yep. And you kind of sit there and you're just like, and we talked a little bit about the Pikes Peak bike, whether or not that's happening. I'm not convinced that it is. I don't think so either. Because, I
1: mean, the motorcycles are pretty much not a thing anymore there.
0: The only, see, this is the thing. The only thing that would make sense, if you show up with a Pikes Peak version, which there's tons of reasons why you shouldn't. But if that bike had 17s and was the sporty, like you were saying, the Street Fighter GT, I'd right. be like, eh, Okay. The thing that kills me with this bike, Shaheen, the other one, I mean, there's a couple of things that kill me. <laughs> but one of the things I think that Ducati as a business is missing out on is there were guys and gals that were taking their Multistradas on the track. Yeah. and using them kind of as like a B-group track day bike. Yep, been there, done that. Absolutely. And you're not really going to, like there just isn't the tire options to like really do that with the V4. No, I mean, Unless, at best you
1: get a you get a sport touring tire on that. And that's yeah. not really a track tire.
0: Like I said, like I really like that that Scorpion Trail too. Would I take that to the track? I mean, beyond yeah, if B I wanted group? to
1: destroy it, sure. No, why not why beyond B-group. And honestly, I think they're trying to make people get away from that, right? They want this bike to be, a bike that you can go down your favorite canyon okay. road and dice it around with any sport bike you want to, but that's not a track bike anymore.
0: We see that's the business problem. Like you can't tell the customers, like, oh, we don't want you to do that anymore. So right. we're just gonna build we're just gonna give you this, so you stop doing that. Yep. And they're like, no, no, no. There's a bunch of guys that wanna go do that. And you need to give them a bike to do it, otherwise they're gonna go to your competitor. 2022,
1: Street Fighter GT, Ducati.
0: I, 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 I think listen to me. That's I think this if
1: you come out with that. I'm gonna fucking build one at the shop, to be honest with you. I'm just gonna build it.
0: If you build it, they'll come.
1: I probably somebody's gonna be like, "Ooh, that seems like a reasonable idea." A two hundred five horsepower bike
0: with bags. Yeah, What could go wrong? Come at me, bro. <sighs> that bike needs to happen. Uh, I got. I'm gonna tell Claudio just as much because we, we were we were talking, and it's like I just I just worry that Ducati has painted itself in the corner because it's like that jack of all trades, masters of, master of none, and I, I think about that phrase and the phrase like own the niche and those two ideas come head to head with each other yep you know where you're just like i love that you have a bike that does it all i'm, I'm intrigued by it i want one mm-hmm. but you've left me behind on some of the things i want to do with it and and i don't know again i come back to the what i really want like if you want if ducati wants my business what i really want from ducati is a street fighter gt and a 450-pound Multistrada 950 Enduro. Until then,
1: you have a regular Street Fighter, and you buy a Multistrada V4.
0: But I'm not happy. I, I am not <laughs> doing the things the way I want to be doing them. No, no. I'm probably not buying those bikes. I don't know. Man, there's like a transformer outside that just keeps blowing Oh, yeah, up that's
1: just been my whole night last night. Popping and locking. I think, I think this bike's going to do very well. We've pre-sold oh a ton of them. Uh, I want to push the heck out of them. And I think it's going to be a really, really good motorcycle. I am putting my money where my mouth is. I am getting one. I'm actually really sort of emotional and sad about getting rid of my Enduro. I've had a lot of good memories with it, but I'm excited to make some new ones. So that bike will be up on the selling block here next week. But I agree. I truly think that it's an interesting choice that they made by entirely getting rid of the 17-inch option. Now, I don't think you guys had the chance, nor have I, to ride the spoked or the the cast wheel version. No. That probably handles sharper because those. Have you lifted those 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 spoke wheels? I have. They're well, super heavy.
0: The funny thing is, is um, Ducati lists the curb weight as the same for those, and that seems really, there really no impossible.
1: Way. There's unless those cast wheels are made out of steel. There's no way. Yeah,
0: well, I agree with you. Cause, I mean, um, we've
1: lifted them, man. They're like with tires on them. I think their combined weight's got to be in the 40 pound range. Yeah, they're they're heavy. super heavy. Uh, it's got to be way more than 40 pounds. They're so, I, I think that wheel alone, just the two of them together are 40 pounds. You put some tractor tires on those fuckers, dude. You got 100 pounds of wheels and tires going on. <laughs> you
0: free <have> spring it. <laughs> uh, the sky suspension's gonna be like, no, no, oh, I'm level. not dealing no, with I that. Quit. I'm out of here. I don't have that algorithm. <laughs>
1: So I I, I, wonder, I wonder how the cast wheel one handles. It's got to be sharper um, just based on the unsprung weight difference there.
0: Yeah. Well, I, the one thing that kind of kills me with that is 24 grand. I'm buying cast wheels. You can find me some forged aluminums. I, I mean, I don't think anyone has a 19 inch
1: forged aluminum wheel.
0: Fucking make one, Shaheen. How hard is that? Listen, Ozzy, and what one of you guys, do something. I mean, I mean you got that all the That would the tech.
1: That would actually be really sweet. That would be a really, really cool bike with 19 inch wheels, but they're forged on it.
0: Fucking A Cotton. <laughs> That'd be cool. You know, like, don't tell me, don't tell me that the sky's the limit when there's footprints on the moon, man. Like, there's, <laughs> you can make that happen. That should be a t shirt, Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> um,. You said something about the electronics app that I wanted to circle back to. Right. Ducati has four apps. I'm shaking my head. It is a mess. <laughs> I'm shaking my head over here. I think I said in my review, I still think their connectivity package is better than than most. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to play with Triumphs recently, and that that intrigues me. KTMs is
1: horrid. Don't even. Yeah, don't. Maybe uh, it'll change on the new one that we're not getting in the U.S.
0: But Oh, my God. Um, but what you said, like, it was interesting because they're like, "Oh, ours is powered by Sidekick, and it's the number one used map app in the world." And you're like, "In what world? The multi strata world?" Is that like saying how Mandarin is the most spoken language <laughs> in the world? And it's just like, yeah, because there's a billion fucking Chinese people that speak it. Fucking Muhammad's the number like, one name in the world too, according yeah. to according to Superbad. It, it totally Muhammad <laughs> is the number one name in the world, and it's just like one of those things. Like, yeah, Muhammad's the number one name but not in America, not in Europe. It's in a very particular place where people are named Muhammad and people speak Mandarin. And if you go there, like, yep, that's what you're going to, that's where you're going to name your kid and that's what you're going to speak. But interesting. Like, you know what guys like, and it is, it is good. Like, it's actually a pretty decent map app. It looks good. It seems yeah. to work well. Yep. We had, um, Ducati had iPhones loaded up with their apps and, and had it all connected for us to use. Mine almost immediately disconnected itself. Yeah. Cause your they, phone went black. And then they re- if
1: your phone goes on uh, if your phone goes on uh, on rest,
0: you get disconnected. It was really funny too. And ours were keep connecting to a Ducati hotspot because we're like in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so this doesn't work. It was a little like, uh, I don't know how much I trust this thing. But at the other day I'm just sitting there going like, I don't care how good it is because all I like I'm sitting there going like, you know what I really want to use? I really Hard want boy. to use Waze. Yeah, our Google Maps because in my world that's the number one mapping app. <laughs> In, in in Jensen's America, and Jensen's <laughs> world of motorcycling, uh, or or like what could be interesting is like Rever. Um, you know, there's some interesting stuff. And they're like, all I really want you to do is like take my app that's on my phone and put it on the dash. Yeah. And you know what does that really well? CarPlay. Yeah. CarPlay, Android and, and, Auto. Android Auto. And, you know, like that's <sighs> and I was like, my fucking Africa Twin does that.
1: That's my biggest gripe with that bike, and it's a. I mean, I get it. First word problems. If I, but but this is our job, right? We're we're here to be critical of these motorcycles and everything that they do on them. They, I really do think this is probably the best version of the Multistrada I've ever ridden. Agree.
0: Like, come on, man! Motorcycle companies are really bad at being technology companies. I remember. I remember us so talking.
1: Stop, stop <laughs> being technology companies. Just fuck. Your-
0: <laughs> here's a good. Here's a good like. Jensen put his foot in the mouth at a at a motorcycle function. I was at the Indian FTR twelve hundred prototype, yeah, uh, thing that I got to go to. And I'm sitting at dinner next to the CEO of, of of Indian motorcycles, and I'm and I'm telling him about how shitty the electronics are on on that bike. And like, I'm sitting there like you know like you know what like motorcycle companies have just like a really hard time being tech companies you guys just aren't good at that he's like well actually we we do have like a whole division for that and it's in portland it's like it's like out in beaverton and i looked at him and i was just like intel one did not know that two you should fire them yeah absolutely save some money i mean like i I feel bad saying that because i don't (laughs) want to like losing their job but it's one of those i'm like oh oh you guys did this in house so you really just don't have an excuse at all then.
1: You're telling me it costs less money to do that than to buy the
0: rights to get Apple CarPlay? I don't know what the deal is with Apple CarPlay. I know it's not easy. I'm sure it's not. I know there's a lot of like Apple's not the easiest to work with on that. And it's a whole thing. And you got to. Okay, I mean, I, I, the I entire
1: it. automotive industry does it at this point. So there's got to be a way. Yeah,
0: I get it. I get it. And and my understanding is Apple could really just care less about motorcycles. That's part of the issue. It's like, oh, you're, you're, you're Honda. Yeah, but it's going in a motorcycle. Yeah, uh talk to that guy over there. I don't know. <laughs> but you just sit there and you're like a lot of the a lot of these systems, you just sit there and you're just like, it is twenty twenty one. This is like nineteen ninety six bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, do you not have anyone under the age of 50 looking at this? Do you not like, like, who's your beta tester? Who's your person? Like, who who thought this dash layout was a good le- beta like, tester, more like boomer tester? Yeah, that's the thing. You just sit there and you're just like, like, I remember him, like, just kind of like, I mean, he's like trying to slam me down and like, kind of be like, boom, got you facial. <laughs> and I'm like, fair play. I didn't know that you guys actually had people doing that. But it's like, it's so bad. Like, you're, you should not be proud of that product. It's, and it's the same thing with this, like that that psychic app. Like you're sitting there, I'm like, yeah, it looks good. It looks like if it worked, it would be a decent thing. But it's not Waze. It's not Google Maps. It's not the standard that everyone is already using on their phone and using in their daily life. I don't need another mapping app. I don't need another. I don't need to download four apps on my iPhone to fucking do all the Ducati things I want to do. Uh, yeah. And so there needs to be. There needs to be like a millennial put in charge of that bullshit because whatever's going on right now, ain't cutting it. And Someone that goes
1: li- for somebody <laughs> listening over the age of 45, just at the, the idea of a millennial in charge of anything at all ever. But
0: that needs to happen <laughs> to every motorcycle brand. That's not <laughs> Ducati. That's no. not like a, a, it's just, a, a it's critique across of a brand. Yeah. There's just like too many old white guys that are just sitting there going like, uh, so can I play worm on it or what? Here's I just what want we- my Nokia brick phone and to play worm. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I got my Bluetooth headset in.
1: <laughs> I still walk around with the one earpiece. Yeah, the one earpiece in constantly.
0: <laughs> you know, and the, with the phone on the side holster.
1: <laughs> Your old jawbone setup, eh? I yeah, hear you. seriously. <laughs> You're
0: just like, all right, come on. It drives uh, me a little bonkers. As, as a person that grew up in, like, the dot-com age in Silicon Valley and has made a little bit of money doing computer shit, like, it drives me a little bonkers to watch that. You're just like, ugh we are not doing technology well. We do we do motorcycle technology well. We do IMUs and corner right. and ABSs right. and traction controls and wheelie controls. We do that shit really well. But we don't do computers and smartphones and drones and gopros and all that stuff really well.
1: They don't have to. Just let the people that do it do it really well and just pay for the licensing, and move on. I mean, at this point, it's funny. Like our shop van, I'm about to buy a brand new uh, head unit for it. It's an Alpine. Remember that used to be like the big name if you had an expensive car and had an Alp- Alpine in it? I'm
0: putting an Alpine in my 4 What are you talking about? Dude,
1: so an Alpine, because I'm about to put a a rear fa- a reverse camera on that thing. Yeah. And I said, hey, I just need something that I can you know do Apple CarPlay and Android AutoPlay and I can hook up this camera to it. It's $299 for an Alpine. And it's just a simple unit that doesn't take up that much space because Alpine said, we don't have to recreate the wheel here. We just need to have a receiver that'll handle this stuff for you. End of story. Thanks very much. Move along.
0: Yeah, we just you just want a screen. Yeah, it
1: costs a thousand bucks. It's three hundred dollars for an Alpine. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and you look at the reviews on this thing, and it's like five out of five all the time. Everybody loves it. It works really, really well. It's a fucking Alpine, but it's only three hundred bucks because Alpine again said they already did it. We just put it on here because we bought the licensing, and you can install it in whatever the fuck car you want.
0: I remember. At the launch, they're like, Oh, you know, the way our GPS and our app is all set up, you won't need to have to mount your smartphone to the bike to to do it again. Like it, it can be a seamless thing. It goes it's got there's like a little uh a little pocket a, on the tank. Little pocket, waterproof pocket on the tank where right. you put your phone and it's got the USB connector and it's 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 actually it's really good. But I'm sitting there watching the solution, I'm like, I guarantee you every one of these I see in the wild is gonna have a cell phone mount. Hundred percent. Because Guys, people are used it, to staring at these. Because you haven't fixed that problem yet, you haven't given them a better solution. Like they're still gonna be like, "I don't have ways on here," so I, so I'm I'm not gonna know where the cops are. I thought about that when I was driving home because I was, I was, I was speeding. Yeah, Uh, I like to raise my hand. I was speeding, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I like legitimately was like, I got to be at a certain place at a certain time. I I had a lunch date. Let's just say, let's just leave it at that. Nice. I was a little late to my lunch date. I was speeding nice but i'm using ways to be like all right like where can i get away with it where can i sh- shave some time right. where can i like because there's a little bit of traffic too I'm like find me that optimal route your app doesn't do that no so what have you replaced nothing you've replaced nothing you've you've increased my complexity
1: Yeah, you've added to it you haven't you <laughs> haven't solved anything you just simply added yeah. and said hey here's our thing there's a lot of pride and ego there, right? They're like, no, it's our thing. We did it. It's it's uh, it's the number one because we said so, and this is the thing we're doing. Like, all right, whatever. And honestly, I'm gonna keep yelling about this until every, these companies go, "Hey, okay, we're done trying to build recreate the wheel. It's already there. It's literally already there. We're we're at the pinnacle of whatever the fuck that is. And I can connect any one of my phones and have exactly what I want on any screen on just about any vehicle out there." And maybe motorcycle companies will catch on in the next five years. Cause it seems like they're always about that far behind. Five to ten years. Ten.
0: Yeah. More like ten. That's what I was about to say. Like ten years from now we'll we'll finally sort this out. Right. Um until then. Like I ten years from now, to I'm it. gonna
1: be a fifty-two year old go guy going, I told you so.
0: Yeah, ah. fucking millennials. <laughs> Goddamn kids <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> uh, Space Force did it. Space Force. Simpsons did it. Um it's a good bike. It's such a good bike. I cannot wait to get one.
1: Uh, I'm so excited at this damn bike. It's uh, it's this is the first time I've been stoked on a like stupid stoked on a Multistrada since 2013.
0: Weirdest thing about this bike? There are three heated things on this motorcycle. Oh my god!
1: I'm glad you brought this up. I was about to say the same thing.
0: Which why you activate? In completely different ways. Totally different
1: ways. Each one of them has its own way. <laughs> so the rear seat has got a button.
0: It's got a button like in between the legs yeah, of like the Yeah, you got to reach between
1: where your nutsack is and press right or left and or high or low. I'd try that. That is not an easy. No.
0: <laughs>
1: I was about to say that's not an easy button to get to. And then to. the grips, you got you dedicate a dedicated button on the right switch.
0: Which then brings up the menu that you have to like.
1: Yeah, you got to use a joystick for which, which I don't understand. Makes no sense. It okay. should just be the one button. But then the rider seat—you have to go into a menu and press a button with a joystick to get to it. Like, what? This it's, was—it's bizarre. I
0: don't. It's like the engineers. I here's here's what I think happened. Three dudes through maybe, maybe <laughs> three people. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're all men. <laughs> I'm not going to make any sort of gender assumptions in 2021. <laughs> I live in Portland, after all. Don't do it, Jensen. I identify as a cat. I am not a cat. <laughs> do you see that bullshit <laughs> your honor i'm i'm not a cat um but like i could just see three people being like okay let's let's just we don't know which one to pick let's just make three of them and see which one people like the most we'll just we'll just shotgun approach that but it's yeah it's interesting i don't
1: I... that is the weirdest that's the first thing i noticed about the bike was the weirdness of that particular setup It works. I mean, they all work really well. The seat warms you up. It's funny. It's either low or high. There's no medium in the seats. Yeah. Like you have warm butt or I thought the grips could get hotter. What's that?
0: I thought the grips could get hotter. I I was disappointed with the heat from the Well,
1: so it's funny because people used to complain about the old grips saying they're too hot. So I think they've sort of...
0: There's no such thing as too hot.
1: I mean, on my bike, it's either low or nothing because medium is hot and hot is... My hands are on
0: fire. I feel like... Something like heated grips. It's like brakes. There's no such thing as too much brakes. <laughs> if you have too much brakes, just don't pull the lever as hard. Heated grips. No such thing as too hot. Just turn it down. Right. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, like, not enough is not enough. Right. Not enough is,
1: oh, fuck, my hands are freezing.
0: Yeah. So it's like, eh, I
1: don't know. Um. I am super excited that the turn signals are no longer in the, the hand guard. Yeah. That shit breaks so quickly if you... If you make the mistake of you know tipping your bike over even in your garage or whatever, that's that's the first thing to break, and it's not cheap.
0: That's good. They did a really good job. It's really well polished. I think they they got the details right. They got the fit and finishes right. It's feature rich. It's extremely capable. It's fun to ride. Super fun to ride. It's fun to ride. Um, they're going to sell a fucking boat ton of them, even at that price. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah. Kudos, kudos to them. I, I literally wrote Claudia. I was like, you're going to sell a boat ton of these. Yeah. Now make a Street Fighter GT and go. What I'm um, I don't think, I don't think we have anything else. We, we already touched on, uh, KTM 1290 models, uh, aren't going to be coming in 2021 to the U.S. We'll see them in 2022. Sorry, America. Um, yeah. and that's truthfully, that's part of the factor of why I say, like, this is my new only one bike in the garage bike there's nothing else because like that ktm 1290 adventure it it dukes out for that spot and the newer one it could have it could be rad i don't I don't know it'll probably be future rich and it'll
1: probably still be cheaper than the ducati so it'll be it'll be a great value
0: we could be revisiting this conversation in about a year's time a year we'll see what happens Um, maybe by then
1: we'll have the street fighter gt and we'll be like forget it that's all
0: that's the whole thing too (laughs) you know like who knows what who knows what's around the corner um my understanding with that is the dealer inventory in the U S is just too high with those bikes. They just haven't been able to move them, especially with COVID the twelve nineties, the twelve nineties. Interesting. So they're just not going to bring them in. But my thought process on that is like, we know they're coming. You've already shown us one of them. right? We expect to see the other ones any day now. Like I, I'm a buyer for one of those bikes and I know there's a new one coming. Do you think I'm really going to pick up one of the ones off the dealer floor? I might be an opportune opportunistic buyer and be like, oh yeah, I'll buy one of those bikes you're having a hard time selling, but I want eight thousand dollars off MSRP. <laughs> and some dealer eventually is gonna be like, Fine, take f- it. Fine. Get I'm out of here. Tired of this. Tired of paying flooring on it. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting killed. Sure, why not? But like, I don't know. I mean, I just I see it from both sides. It's a tough spot to be in at the end of the day. That's just that's just what it is. It's just a tough, shitty spot to be in. But I feel like that's Someone in Austria should probably be getting a talking to about that.
1: I'm, I'm imagining there is a talking to happening now,
0: because that there's the, uh. they're probably working for Ural now <laughs> under candle
1: power, much like <laughs> us right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've heard stories of Ural's being assembled by candlelight.
1: I have as well. I think that's. I don't know if that's an old wives' tale, but I want to believe it.
0: I heard that from a Ural person. <laughs> so. <laughs> They would have it on really, really good authority. They would have
1: taken a photo, but they didn't have a camera.
0: And so, Russia, you're all big fuel. Um <laughs> What else is going on? We talked about Harley-Davidson sales not doing so great. What else is going on in the news? MotoGP bikes are gearing up for MotoGP things. The GP21 Ducati looks pretty. Looks pretty good. The- Tech Twa KTM RC18. Nice. Looks really pretty. Very nice. That's a good looking <clears throat> motorcycle. Someone in my little WhatsApp group with uh MotoGP journalists was saying best livery ever. It's, it's I, I like last close.
1: generation KTM liveries anyway, so those look good. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm excited to see racing. I don't know where racing will start, but it's coming up. Um, I got some photos from from Kramer Joe of of the Kramer. Uh, taken all apart, okay. okay. Um, some interesting things going on in there. Gun racing 2021. Gun racing 2021. I probably should get going on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Shit's starting man. So I probably should finish up 2020 before I start 2021. <laughs> uh, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion to my previous points. Uh, but yeah, no, it was interesting to see. Like uh, he was showing me, like the top of the piston head's got like this black soot that we think is from the uh the sunoco gas i was using oh and then you go and you look in the exhaust port and it's like super pitted and all fucked up and it's like a fucking honey badger was living in there and we think that's from one of the vp fuels i was using so
1: well i mean you could go through a little test period period there
0: we were trying those things i mean it was he, he ended up having to port the you were uh, having
1: a little chemistry
0: experiment we were doing some chemistry experiments and so um and then he lays like this like thing on me. He's like, ah, I'm not going to give too much away. But like we we kind of had like a plan. And he's like, oh, we're going to do this other plan now. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, hey, I got to call you back. Didn't <laughs> Did didn't call me back. I'm like, whoa, whoa, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, what are you, what hello. Are you? What are we doing? We're we running a twin? What am I doing now? What's your crazy <laughs> idea?
1: You're going to have an 890 motor in that thing. got get it back. You know, Whatever. <laughs> Oh man, Jensen's gonna overcook it going through turn one, not realizing he's got thirty extra horses on tap. Yeah, it can happen. <laughs> so, Kramer Joe, please don't kill Jensen. Jesus,
0: no, I'm in good hands. But it was just like it was just one of those like funny phone calls. Was like, oh, by the way, I uh, totally changed what we're doing. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the car. Call me. Okay. <laughs> Everything's gonna change. You, you'll know when you get it. Love you. Bye. Surprise. Um, so that's what's going on in my world. Cool, kidding. Hopefully, at some point, I get power and i can start writing stories again yeah uh, i don't know how i'm going to record is this pod listen if this podcast comes out on monday like it is monday you have to sign up for an ARPro pro account like there's there's no like oh please do no 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 we recorded this by candlelight without power, and then I and and I haven't had cell service all day either. So I don't even know how you're gonna upload this. Somehow I'm gonna figure out how to edit this with no power and no cell service and no <laughs> internet and upload it and do all that nonsense. Listen. Listen. You want i to go
1: back to my house because I have power there probably. I need
0: five hundred subscribers to show up so I can buy this multi straw I mean, We should
1: get at least 10 subscribers per candle we've used here. So you know, that's that's
0: 40. This one, this candle's looking a little weak. What's going on with this guy? All right, so we got 35 because we have three good candles and one <laughs> questionable one. And this little one's about to go out. Oh, any I need more candles. Anyways, uh, let's get out of the show. Good to be back, Shaheen. So good to see you. Uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a long time. It was, was a bit of a time. We uh, even
1: had a little throwback episode last week.
0: I, for, you know, I, sh- I forgot to mention that. I hope everyone enjoyed our throwback episode. That's <laughs> almost a year old.
1: People, didn't, people thought we were out like riding the Super Legera at some track last Ripping week. They're like, dude, you guys to ride it. I'm like, no,
0: this is an old episode. <laughs> it's super old. I prob- <laughs> well, here's the thing. I would have edited that into the show and given a little preface, but I was editing that on the road. I didn't have any of my microphones or anything. So, you know, I thought the <clears throat> description was enough, but sometimes not always.
1: People don't read, you know, they just want to, they just press the button. Honestly, I never do. I, I,
0: I get it. I don't fault anyone for well, that one. Not at all. I'm busy, um, man. I got shit to do. So I'm glad we got that show out. That that was like a... I don't know why that show got so lost. I do know why. But, I mean, you know, shit happens. I gotta write a story. (laughs) Wait, you haven't written that yet? I haven't written that yet.
1: (laughs) I bet the Goldwing video will come out before that story
0: does. Oh, man, 50-50. I'll Mm -hmm. bet you a burger. Mm (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. uh we'll be back next week assuming portland doesn't fall into an icy crevasse no uh-huh. we're warming up man it's gonna be like 50 degrees tomorrow it's basically it's summer yeah it'll be good it'll be good it'll be good it'll be good um all right shaheen well, well with go- that
1: follow us on instagram uh at braptalk on uh give us emails at we braptalk at gmail.com follow us on facebook at Brap Talk motorcycle podcast uh twitter yeah twitter at we I don't do the Twitter. That's you. Yeah, I do the Twitter. You do yeah. everything else. Yeah, I do everything else. I
0: like talking with the people. There's some emails we got to get to though. We there are. are there's some really that. good ones. There's yeah.
1: there's one that they sent us, and they they want to know they want some of our wisdom, which is you know I, I don't know if that's very wise if you're looking for our wisdom. Yeah, I'm gonna try really hard not to steer you the wrong way, but you know we'll try. Um, and you don't have any power, so we can't see who signed up for a pro,
0: but I'm sure oh, some yeah. people did. I, I apologize. I have no way of knowing, but. Uh, We'll get you next week. We will we'll, we'll there promise was to get. There's definitely some. I definitely remember a couple, so nice. we'll get you guys next week. Apologies. I literally have no way of finding out. <laughs> it's a bit of a mystery.
1: Bit of a mystery wrapped in an enigma being played by with Coda or Coda's playing with it somewhere over there. Uh, she's over by the fireplace. Yeah.
0: All right, sir. Good talk. I'll see you out there.
1: Make good choices. Bye. 53rd, bye.
0: I can't even see I can't even see the button to turn off the recorder <laughs> it's, it's so it's dark it's so dark in here so
1: welcome to Ural. we do podcast by candlelight oh
0: there it is